Malevolent Movies presents The Hunt for Bad October. Ryan has selected Sledgehammer. Hey, all right, everybody. Welcome to Malevolent Movies Presents The Hunt for Bad October, our continuing quest to find the best of the worst horror movies that are out there. And uh, tonight, I'm very excited. Very special night because tonight is my pick. And it is a movie that has grown to be very close to my heart over the last two weeks since I've watched it so many times. Uh, my movie is from 1983, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with the TV show from the 80s uh, as well, because if you do a Google search, you have to make sure to put in, to find any info, you got to put in 1983 movie. Otherwise, you're going to get just nothing but screenshots and, and blogs about the TV show from the 80s. But Why didn't we watch that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's better, man. I don't know. Uh, I think you, I think my movie, there, the movie I picked is more memorable. But anyway, my keywords were uh, ghost and revenge. And uh, luckily, I think I stumbled upon something that satisfies both requirements and satisfies my need to watch the worst fucking trash that exists yeah. in the world. Uh, because yeah. that's something I've done since childhood. I love really, really, really bad movies. And I think uh, I think I found one. But we'll let the, the fellas judge as we go on. I can't wait to hear what people's... Now you hit the nail on the head. Yep, hit with a fucking sledgehammer <laughs> in slow motion. You did it. Can you tell by our very subtle enthusiasm... <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now, okay, so the the movie, it, it, I actually I don't even know if we've even been doing this, but do we even go over the synopsis like that, like the actual like IMDb synopsis before we, or we just launch into these movies? We're just going. Oh, just been, we should uh, probably do that for this one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, here's the synopsis: A young boy murders his mother and her lover with a hammer. Ten years later, a wave of teenage murders plagues the same era. You know what? I won't disagree with that, except they were definitely in their 40s. The, the murders <laughs> yeah, that happened later. Well, and it wasn't really even a wave. It was like a mild trickle. <laughs> it like was a, a couple of kids get killed. It was like a puddle. And we're not yeah. even sure the boy did it. So, But anyways, oh, Sledgehammer is... It's it's certainly some... It is a relic of a bygone era. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I it's, 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 it's like a time machine. <laughs> It's like stepping into 1983, yeah, um, yeah, in in a way that I've never really seen it before, or wanted to, or or cared to do so. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of this is probably improvised. <laughs> the first thing I popped out about it. <laughs> oh no! Right, you popped out. Right, stop. You fight. All right. So we're back after technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah, I was fucking sledgehammer. Ryan, why don't you just get this get this show on the road? Get All the right. sledgehammer in the hands of a giant. <laughs> a fucking huge dude. All right, so yes, sledgehammer. We open up. We uh, open up real hot on the title card, which is sledgehammer. Now it looks like it was actually made by somebody. Like it's a sculpture. Like they just videotaped some sort of sculpture uh, with like a, a black background because it's dripping blood. Like somebody's like, it looks like somebody's dripping blood. It looks like motor oil. Yeah, it's very, yeah, like, it's trash. Like sludge hammer. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and uh, we, we hold on this. We hold on this title, this sculpture of the drippy oil sledgehammer. Get used to hearing hold on this. Yeah, that's going to be a theme of this movie. <laughs> For uh, 19 seconds. I counted every fucking second of all of these long shots. 
during my parts. For, so for 19 seconds, we see the title card, Sledgehammer, until a Sledgehammer, in fact, comes down and smashes the title card to let us know that it's not fucking around. We're going to see some sledging. We're going to see some hammering and some sledging in this movie. I was very disappointed that at the end of the movie, we didn't get like a break the fourth wall sledgehammer TV break. Yes. Like, he's coming for you. Is the killer still here? And then all of a sudden, whop, and then the screen shatters and the credits roll. Yeah, that'd be, oh, that's yeah. how uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 ends. Like the knife coming at you and then it freezes, yeah. you know, right where... But I, I don't think the director was. <laughs> there, there wasn't a lot of ambition involved with the, well, the making of Sledgehammer. Maybe been a little coked up. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah, we get that title card. Nineteen seconds. Boom! Sledgehammer comes down, explodes the title, and then we get uh, an opening credit sequence, which is this very of the time red filter effect over uh, uh, you know a bunch of faces that we can't really make out and we get the credits and it's got this generic synth score. Maybe, maybe it wasn't generic for the time, um, but we get this synth score, this John Carpenter knockoff droning kind of piano synth thing. The, a lot of the music in the film reminded me of Creepshow, which came out a year before this. So maybe they were kind of cribbing off of that. I don't know. Creepshow was 82. This was 83. So maybe oh, they yeah, took right. some you're inspiration right, from that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so then credits end and we uh, fade into an establishing, sh establishing shot of this house, kind of in the middle of nowhere in California. And again, we hold on this shot for a total of 28 seconds. 28 really? seconds. Really? It was only 28? It was only 28 yep. seconds. Before. I would have guessed it was six minutes. <laughs> it feels like And it. nothing happens. Nothing, yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah, there's there's nothing. I've got the movie playing in the background right now, and I can't tell if it keeps freezing or if this is just <laughs> the point that they decided to freeze the movie, that, like, for effect. Yes. <laughs> and that's, that is the key to Sledgehammer. If it weren't for yeah. the VHS artifacting, like, flying all <laughs> over the screen, you would never know if it was moving. Yeah. <laughs> and so finally, after an excruciating uh, 28 seconds we hear some audio uh, we hear some some uh, a woman is arguing with what sounds like a child eventually we find out uh, the camera cuts into a room and it is indeed a woman wearing a negligee in a very sparsely uh, uh, decorated room is having a uh, out and out screaming match with a child now their dialogue overlaps each other Another thing that's going to happen throughout Sledgehammer, where you're, it's hard to tell what's being said by each cast member because they're just talking all over each other. Kind of like this podcast. It, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Stop from killing comedy, hey, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. So it's basically, it's a woman screaming at this little child. This child's probably nine, 10 years old. Get in that closet. Getting the kids screaming back. I don't want to get in the closet. Well, the woman wins, presumably his mother. She shoves him oh, in the closet. You get back in that closet. I gotta go fuck this stranger. <laughs> so this touches on my number one grievance with uh, this movie. The location that we see on the exterior is like some sort of cabin barn style thing. Mm -hmm. You get in there, and it looks like a fairly normal home. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that the interior it comes from what we see of the exterior. No, but then also. Why does the boy have to go in a closet when in about 10 minutes we're going to learn that this home has an infinite number of hallways and rooms all yeah. fucking white? So that why couldn't that boy get a whole room to himself? You don't need to have like 15 rooms to fuck in. You just need the one. They just really fucking hate this kid. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes, that is true. Well, yeah, that and perhaps maybe the kid has walked in on previous previous dalliances. 
and it's been real awkward because maybe the guy doesn't like to stop. Uh, and he's like, oh, let yeah. the boy watch. No. <laughs> God. Yeah, <laughs> like, the kid's and, uh, a paper. Uh, you just painted a real bad picture here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, though. The kid's just like laying on his belly on the floor trying to look in the crack in the door. <laughs> well, I see. I would normally say, Joe, shut the fuck up. But I think he's that comes back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the movie. I, I know of the movie. Joe you knows know, all the perverted you stuff. You know from a from a different experience. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, Joe's never a... related to the opening of a movie more than uh, Sledgehammer. <laughs> this is a peek into his mind. Joe's and Robert Buckley, you get in that closet. Me and Pa are going to do it on the floor. <laughs> now, Geraldine, you can let the boy wash. That's fine. You don't need to stay in the closet. But uh, what you were saying, Tyler, you're absolutely correct. They, they shot the movie. All the interiors were shot in the director's apartment. The director and the lead are brothers. Apartment. And it was their really? apartment. They're, yeah. Okay, I'll give him some credit. I legitimately thought that they just filmed at different locations so long as the walls were white. I never <laughs> would have believed that that was all one location. I, So I, I can't remember what I called it in my notes. It was something like purgatory. I just kept calling it purgatory. Every time they were in a hallway or anywhere white, I thought I was going to go insane. <laughs> yeah, I found, an, I found an old interview with the, with the killer. Um, and that's where I got this info. He said that it was all the director's apartment, but the exterior was someplace in Simi Valley, California, where they just shot those couple of uh, exterior shots. <laughs> and the rest of the time was in the dude's house. This woman locks her son into um, a closet, and it is a 38-second slow-mo scene, slow motion of her locking the door mm -hmm. and slowly backing away from the door and then leaving the room. 38 seconds of slow motion for that simple activity. Uh, then we start to get a little more action. We start to get a little more story. Uh, the woman walks into another room where a man credited as simply lover is, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. is sitting, uh, in an easy chair. He's got a, a glass of, uh, champagne, maybe a glass of beer. And the woman, uh, she's now gone from abusive mother mode to uh, sexy seductress mode. And she starts saying stuff like, how do I look? Do you like what you see? And the lover, sexy enough for you. Yeah, sexy I enough believe for what you. She says. And the lover says, she asks him, "What do you think?" And he says, "What do I think?" Damn. And you look good. <laughs> and it is yeah. as slimy and as ridiculous and as over the top as that. Well, it's supposed to be 1973. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Um, and so the, the couple begin to talk and that's where through their dialogue as they're kissing and canoodling, you find out that yes, indeed, they are both cheating on their spouses and they want to run away and uh, start a new life with each other, but they're stuck with the pain in the ass kid. And you also get a little bit of exposition to uh, the rest of the movie in this dialogue where the man, as the woman starts to, to go down on him, um, uh, starts sucking his chest hair like spaghetti. She gives <laughs> him a, licking his belly button. She gives him a belly button job that's pretty steamy. Yeah, I mean, oh, that was upsetting. It's like low mane. <laughs> oh, it's probably stuck in her teeth. Not it was high mane because that was not where the dingus was. <laughs> I, lo I love an Audi. But, um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this, oh. I can't wait to see that, like, the, um, the audience retention is going to be at this exact moment <laughs> when it drops. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and so, yeah, she's giving him a, a belly button job. Uh, she, he oh, just boy. mentions their location. He lets us know their complete location and all the things we need to know for the rest of the movie. He says, we're 50 miles away from any telephone all alone in the country. So, oh, okay, now we okay, know they're secluded, cool. which will come back to the rest of the movie. Just you, me, and this sledgehammer over here. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and she's like, ooh. She thought he was talking about his wiener, but he wasn't talking about a literal <laughs> sledgehammer that 
ends up uh, slamming into the back of his head. Um, somebody, we don't see who we can presume. Maybe it's the child. Maybe it was uh, somebody just wandering around 50 miles away from anywhere. Just happened to walk into this house with a sledgehammer and they bust the back of the dude's head wide open. You see some brain again, it's all slow motion and there's a big Halloween style stinger on the soundtrack. And then the man falls, the woman does the standard slasher thing. Oh, please don't kill me all this. And it's all in slow motion. And then she's killed it is um you know the shadow of the sledgehammer coming down a bunch of times on the wall and blood splattering the wall um we again we don't see who killed them we can only presume and then it uh dissolves to um the countryside again by the house and it says 10 years later by the way was anybody pissed later on in the movie when they realized the first eight minutes of the movie didn't have to be here because it shows up again later (laughs) in the movie like the whole movie yeah yeah you can skip the first eight minutes it'll all be they'll show it to you again yeah Yeah. it'll still feel like the same length of time (laughs) exactly so uh let's see yeah so it's 10 years later and we see a van pull up to the house same house we saw from the first scene and now we are introduced to our cast like a fucking Mm. tornado the van door opens and they just explode out they're all talking bullshit over each other ripping on each other making jokes about each other it's hard to tell what the dialogue is they're taking out oh they're they're literally spilling out of the van throwing shit along with them i thought it was like a circus car yeah like a bunch of clowns coming out because when we started like isolating them to get to know each character i was like where are the other 40 of you yeah like i remember like 80 people getting out of that van it was so i was like i was disoriented i thought i was high yeah i was waiting to see that they had, they parked over a pothole and somebody had lifted up the pothole and was just crawling up through a floor hole <laughs> In the floorboard, just nonstop. The old, you know, a bunch of chuds coming through. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, we're introduced to our cast real quick. It's uh, it's uh, three couples and one seventh wheel. We've got uh, Chuck and Joni, John and Mary, Jimmy and Carol, and Jimmy looks like uh, Oats from Hall and Oats. And uh, Joey, who's just along for the ride. Joey is, I guess, the trickster. He's the dork. This was my description. Uh, a bunch of bodybuilder dads and Geraldo Rivera go on a camping trip. <laughs> See, I, re- I kept referring to him as Ben Stiller. Okay, that's good, too. Uh, or White Goodman from Dodgeball. Yeah. Well, yes, and also, yes. what's, what's with the naming convention here? We've got Joni, John, Jimmy, Joey, and then we've got Chuck and Carol, and then Mary. Like, were those just names back then? Like, oh, they're yeah. just like, I mean, there was names now. you could choose from four guys, <laughs> four girls. The whole baby book. Yeah. Like, a, a lot of this feels like, oh, I guess this kind of a person was just like young once. Yeah. It sounds like how the dwarves in The Hobbit were named. You got Joni, <laughs> Joey. Like, yeah. they just named them so they rhyme. I really I wish feel the, like the, the, the band driver would have done that, cutting them on his fingers, biffer, buffer, buffer, and yeah. elbow. And then they go in there and they start just trashing the place. And, yeah, oh, they do. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. They this do is, that exact thing. The dwarves. Yeah, We've, this is just uh, The Hobbit. Yeah, we've the got first that. Movie. Sledgehammer is just an early remake of The Hobbit. Damn. Low budget. We did it, guys. And so, yeah, we all these characters just come out, and you know, they're just, it's just right away, hollering and hooting, and and there's, it's it's mind numbing. One guy it, keeps putting his beer on somebody's head. Yeah, that's Chuck. what was that whole thing? What was the deal with Chuck putting his beer on that lady's head? Oh yeah, all the time. Chuck does that later, and mm-hmm. then hits her in the eye with it. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, at and one point spills it in slow mo. Like what the fuck? Why yeah. you put your beer on her head all the time? Oh, and then there was one one <laughs> really weird shot where as they're getting out of the car and they're just throwing their shit on the ground, 
They just cut to like a stagnant <laughs> shot, like of a tripod oh, about yeah. eight feet high, just pointed straight at the ground of their pile of crap. As somebody throws a sleeping bag on it, it was just very odd. It was like, hey, we got to make sure we get that shot of all the stuff so that we know what's what they have. Well, and someone does a somersault. I was gonna on say, it. there's somebody does a stunt. Oh one, yeah, one of the stunts in the movie is right there. <laughs> one of the stunts. <laughs> the one stunt. He got paid fifty bucks to do that. I want to do somersault on a stunt. So they get out of that van, and. They talk to the driver, and the driver speeds off, and he says something about tuning up the van. Tuning up the van. Did they hire this man to drive in there? Well, he's like were a they butler. taking hit? Were they? Was he taking their van to fix it? Was he a mechanic? Okay. So what was his relationship? She's a groundskeeper. This is, this is filmed 1982. Let's say okay. Now, there's only one person in this room that might be able to help us here, but the, <laughs> Wait. I am not at all surprised at the concept that getting your car like an oil change was a weekend retreat. You had to drop it off, and then in a week you might hear back about your van being ready. So there was this great gentleman who has an awesome service where he picks you up, drops you off at a cabin resort, works on your van, picks you back up, and takes you home. 50 miles away. Ryan, yeah, fifty help miles here? away from any telephone. I, I was a toddler when this would have been made, so I, I, I'm not really sure if that was the case at the time. But I will say that if you, in his dialogue, uh, he says this terrible line. I wrote it down verbatim. Um, he says, "I'll have the transmission shifting gears better than a good woman on her honeymoon night," which means, <laughs> and then he backs out of scene and backs out of our lives. <laughs> Yeah, and we never see or hear of him of again. Too. So yeah, they really. chartered that 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 bus, or or yeah. they, it was theirs. It sounds like it's like if you went to the mechanic and he's like, "You got fucked up spark plugs. You like Wisconsin Dells?" And then like he drops you off there for the weekend, and then he goes and fixes your car. I'll be back yeah. for you. you. Don't know I'm coming. There's no phone. Bye. Don't don't get murdered. House is haunted. <laughs> Watch out for that little boy who's also a very tall man. Don't, don't face the running doors now. Yep. See you later. Don't wander into a scene. <laughs> Sometimes your friends don't... might be frozen, but don't worry, they'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. Just take things slow. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I wish we would have gotten more of that character because you, you could tell he was a lascivious, dirty old man and he's got ridiculous one liners, uh, but we will never see this man again. Here's to no. swimming with uh, bow legged women. <laughs> uh, Where are we at, Ryan? <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm almost at the bottom of my page, which means. <sighs> I think I'm almost done with my bit. We're like three minutes uh, into this movie. I got the transmission shifting gears, like a woman on a honeymoon. Oh, we're going to play this whole podcast in slow motion. Oh, good. Almost <laughs> <laughs> the entire thing. It's better if you play it at like 0.5. So now we start We start to get a little bit of um, the characters breaking off, getting to know who they are. Um, Chuck and Joni are lead characters. Chuck is a very uh, masculine, very ripped bodybuilder, uh, Southern California surfer type blonde they hair. They're huge. And <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Joni is Chuck's younger brother in real life. <laughs> they have the same fucking haircut, and she sounds like a boy pretending to be a girl. Yeah, Joni is out of Joni is miscast. Yeah, uh, time. Yeah, as especially as uh, Chuck's girlfriend, and they have this dialogue in front of the house where Joni is unhappy about something. She wants to talk about something. And Chuck is like, Hey, you know, we don't want, I don't want to talk about it. Just smile. Let's just have fun. We don't need to talk about it this weekend. We don't know what they're talking about. You know, it's just, there's a problem and Chuck doesn't want to deal with it. And what Chuck does, he, he talks around her in circles and eventually he makes everything all better again by uh, saying he's going to give her a noogie. 
And he pulls her shirt open and says, can I get a little sweet and low, please? I don't know. understand it. I don't know if it was an in-joke amongst the – I don't get That's it. That's how romance worked in 1983. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that happy. in this movie. She's yeah. okay with well, everything but, because but, of that. But then doesn't he immediately say something like, hey, pick up all the shit. Yeah, can you pick up my shit for me? Yeah, later, yeah, like nerd. Oh, yeah. I farted. Yeah, that's when he hits her in the eyeball. You can stuff her into a locker later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't so, buy that they are together. It's so strange. No. no. Very no. awkward. That was yeah. the most confusing thing about the movie, I think. Well, because uh, we later find out that their fight is about um, Joni. Wait, which is it? One of them wants to get married. It's Yeah, Chuck sounded like he proposed to her. Yeah. And then yeah, said no. Nah. Because this, this feels like Chuck... This is Chuck shouldn't have been here this weekend. This is Chuck's side girl. He doesn't know any of these people. And all of a sudden he's thrust in the middle of a situation where he has to uh, be the hero. I guess I don't know what the fuck he's supposed to be, but this is a weekend he never wanted. And it definitely regrets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was part of the entire spark plug uh, situation where you guys will fix your car. And we'll even give you a best friend for the weekend. And he'll be <laughs> handsome and strong. No, he, one of the ladies gets to be with the jock for he, the weekend. He is the, um, the mechanic's son. So <laughs> jo Joni met son. him 30 minutes ago and immediately wanted to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he said, how you doing? And she assumes they're engaged. He's it's like, oh, like the oh, farmer's oh, daughter situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, and that ends my my opening. Oh, I should say also that right before that happens, uh, one of the other characters, John. Yeah. Um, another big jock, you know, dude. Oh, bigger than Chuck. Uh, he's mad. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a big he's heart. Heart. <laughs> Um With a huge forehead. Um, he looks like a high school he teacher. He's going to go look around. And they're like, all right. Oh, but, but hold on a second. After he's done looking around, he goes up to Mary, who's by the van getting stuff, and he, and I, I'm saying it as it is, he literally grabs and lifts her by her vagina. Mm -hmm. so, yes, he does. Uh, uh, grab him by the pussy under. move. Yeah. It's very weird. Yes. I've never seen a move like that in my life. And well, I'm going to attempt wrestling. that tonight and shatter my pelvis and back. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to lift yourself up? Oh, yeah, so uh, a romantic song plays while the couple walk next to Shrubs. <laughs> How long is Say that Shrubs shot? again? Shrubs. Shrubs. Yeah. Shrubs. That's fine. And then uh, Chuck violently pulls on Joni's hair for fun. He pulls on her hair? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't remember that. He's uh, trying to see if it's a wig. This yeah, fucking oh my god he does <laughs> this shot how long is this shot About a minute, too probably. long so was slow mo a novelty at this point oh this oh, is yeah, I mean it was yeah it was on the VHS camcorder this so is over two minutes long this is over two minutes over long. two minutes a single and then, shot and, and then, then at the end of it uh, Chuck rests the can of beer on her head and it falls and he goes to grab it and bats it right into her face. Yep. <laughs> Chuck is terrible. That's my theory. That's my theory is that these guys were shooting on video, so it gave them so much freedom that nobody had at the time. You know, when you're shooting on film, you always had to, you know, uh, overcrank it if you're going to do slow motion. Well, yeah. these guys could be like, fuck it, we can do everything in post. And I, I think all that was done in post. They're just stretching it out because they were excited they had this thing. Yeah. Hey, we can do slow motion. Let's fucking do it a bunch. That doesn't make it better, but that makes more sense. No. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's still terrible. It was still bad choices all around. I was surprised that there were so few characters. There's a lot of characters, but I feel like there's more people listed in the opening credits than yes. are in the movie. Yes. Which was very oh, we'll, we'll, confusing. We'll get to the credit at the end. We'll get into I, I doubt you guys sat through the credits. I no. did, actually. Well, there's some, goo there's some jokes. There's some yeah. goops in the credits. Oh, there sure we'll get is. <laughs> 
So right. uh, the man in the red shirt's going through piles of junk, and then <laughs> John. I guess, sure. It oh, is I don't, John. I don't know names in this movie. I, 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 I don't tell care. You. Uh, but then they pulls out the titral sledgehammer, and the screen freezes. So that scene ends like that. <laughs> <There's>, yeah. <laughs> so that scene ends like that. Yeah. There's not really much to go on in this movie. That's, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're very true. That is exactly what happened. Well, because it's like they had an outline. It's like they came into this with an outline. Oh, yeah. And they said, oh, so John's going to go look around the property because, hey, this is a spooky place, right? So we're going to set up some spooky stuff. And literally, it's him just picking stuff up and throwing it. He's and looking through, shit. like, yeah, there's like a dirty old mattress he's looking at. Yeah. Just picking things up, smelling it, throwing it down. <laughs> so uh, the gang starts drinking and getting rowdy. And, like, basically, they get incredibly drunk off of just about a beer each. And then the blue shirt man rips his cannon half and mumbles. Blue shirt man? That's yeah. John. He just oh, changed shirts. That's John. John. That's John, yeah. Okay. John John changes. He puts on a jersey. <laughs> okay. What is this bit that he that Chuck does with this his weird mouth voice? Oh, weird, yeah. He's doing Caddyshack. No. He's trying to be uh, Bill Murray in Caddyshack. <sighs> See that dude is terrible impersonation. Of no, him, I was gonna say now that you say that, I yeah okay, but I did not catch that originally. Yeah. 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 So Oof, then, uh, one this of them, bad. one of them attempts to drink from a bottle, but then falls over backwards and pours some on himself. Yeah, that's Chuck. Yep. Uh, then the <laughs> so dude Chuck yep. sucks. Yeah, hey Chuck. <laughs> uh, Jones licks a woman next to him and then becomes grossed out. You mean Joey? I get. <laughs> you don't know. need to John add more characters here, man. We got a John Jones character in his face. So, uh, yeah, okay. he licks somebody, becomes grossed out, and then steals a cowboy hat from his friend, and then kisses him. And yep, yep the striped shirted man messes with a fuse box. <laughs> yeah, that gets confusing. The good thing is they all wear the same clothes the rest of the movie. <laughs> I figured it out. Uh, Joey looks like if um, somebody skinned Ray Liotta today and draped it over a skeleton and then pulled it tight. That's what it is. Yep. That's the best description I've ever heard. hundred percent. Look at them <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> it's like Ray Liotta's skin. I, I just watched the Hubie Halloween and uh, oh my God. Ray's in that. And Ray is looking tight. He's, yeah, they've. <laughs> They really clamped him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <in the back. laughs> That's how they didn't show him from behind. Yeah, the clamps. He's got a bunch of binder skin. clips in, on his back. <laughs> oh my gosh! What's next, Joe? So uh, the leads go into another room, and we find out that he's been having second thoughts about marrying her. Yeah. Chuck and Joni. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because they're the leads in the film, they kind of last. The I longest. would say so. Yeah. yeah. I don't disagree, but I, our audience is already confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chuck and Joni, the ones that that don't fit together. Whatsoever, Chuck <laughs> with the Chuck, same hair. Chuck look is like a Flash Gordon type. He's just oh, yeah. he's just very blonde yeah. and buff. Um, and Joni's like a volleyball coach, and they are apparently engaged to be married, and that's weird. Betrothed. Betrothed. Joe, did you did you miss the part where Joey, the striped shirt guy, uh, takes a screwdriver to? Uh, a electricity box in the wall. I said that. Yeah, it's, no, okay, it's been I noted. Just, yeah. Okay. I was just making I don't know still that, confused. Well, well, because it, it doesn't yeah. do anything. He's going to pull pranks, right? Right, but yeah. it so doesn't. Is that to set up that he's a prankster and that yeah, he's going to try to pull something? I, I thought Even that, that doesn't make sense. Later when we see Joey in his prank room, 
He's got he's got this thing on a dial. Welcome to the prank house. Yeah. I, I thought he was controlling like the lights and the audio yeah. with this thing. Right. That's why he I was. thought he goes to the breaker box just to set that up. But Tyler, yeah. have you ever tried plugging your stereo boombox into your circuit breaker in your house? Oh, it's a mess. And adjusting the the speakers in your house well, in hey, your you, old farmhouse. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, no. this ancient farmhouse that has it doesn't uh, work that <laughs> way anymore. Set up everywhere. The, the electricity was running on gas at that time. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that it was really dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And largely pointless well, it, that he didn't know it, it, it felt like somebody in the production was like, hey, I've got this cool thing that I do at my house where I have my lights attached to this dial. Like, what if they did switch. that yeah. to like, make it seem like it was spooky? That's and, fine. Well, but, he yeah, was, but he was only adjusting audio with that thing. <laughs> So <laughs> is it wait is this is the scene where he's doing that the one where they're like candlelit that's the scene yeah yeah, yeah. scene oh for the some scene reason scene. I thought that the, I you see I'm adding in scenes I thought that there was a scene where he actually adjusted the lights himself oh you I, wanted more of this movie yeah no, I'm no. trying to make it better <laughs> no. yeah well, longer like that's what the director couldn't do yeah I want ball peen hammer that's yeah. what I want the sequel. <laughs> There's so little. Tyler can't take a deep dive on this movie, so he's just making other scenes. <laughs> he happen. started to with the purgatory thing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, See, I just and I, th- thought, you know, and I thought to myself, that's not bad. When when Ryan yeah. when Ryan said, I think I hit the marks with my keywords. I was like, well, it depends on your interpretation of this yeah. because I've got some thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I'm not 100 percent convinced on, on that, but. Yeah. Well, because I'll just go ahead. I think that they might be in hell or something or like halfway mm. between life and death like this building doesn't exist in the real world never mind you can do a deep dive on this one i I like it i like it i agree with it but no way in hell was that intentional (laughs) it ain't that kind of movie kid (laughs) shut up shut up harrison you think the man in the van at the beginning tyler was death and that that was the boat taking them across the river sticks that van is that what you think happened oh my gosh zach Thank you for helping me this Crack time. The you, you've redeemed yourself from the Goonies font fiasco. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> Where are we at, y'all? Well, uh, the shirtless Jones plays a guitar. And then... Shirtless Jones? <laughs> you keep saying Jones. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Oh, let it be. It's not Jones. It makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I, don't... I, I don't know any other names. So. He's thinking, jo- he's thinking Joni. And... Joni loves Chachi? Well, yeah, right. the, the lead plays guitar, and then a killer cam lurks in the bush. And he plays a guitar shirtless. Mm-hmm. I think important. he's actually playing it, at least. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he actually looks legit. I was surprised. Like, oh, that's actual audio. Yeah, he's credited with the music. Yeah. So that was that was a nice surprise. It's gone instantly, but that five seconds of, oh, look at that, was pretty nice. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt a lot during this movie. Mm-hmm. You were minute, just hoping there was an open mic just ten minute, minutes into the movie? <laughs> just, well, nothing of note would happen for so long, and then there'd be a snippet of, oh, I like this, and it's done. Yeah. So. Well, that was that was the scene. Just yeah, yeah, the, yeah that <laughs> sure. was it. Next, is that your end? Is it the end? No, uh, oh, the, okay. the gang's having beer and dinner, and then the bearded man bets five dollars that he can eat his whole sandwich without chewing. Oh my gosh! And that was a wonderful looking sandwich. <clears throat> it was sandwich so upsetting. Did look good. Watching him just cram it in his mouth. I would love to bite that sandwich. I don't like sandwich. lettuce, but that lettuce looked good and crisp on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did. Does it look like it, it was a good was sandwich? Real it was, it was a good sandwich. Yeah. He crams it into his mouth like they all cram around this tiny little table. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, look, he's just decimating well, he's that like thing. Well, he's like a snake. He can unhinge his jaw and just let the sandwich yeah, fall down his throat. It does look painful. He's like, yeah. he's like the, uh, what's the guy, the Joey Chestnut uh, hot dog oh, guy? Yeah. yeah. Or like Kobayashi just smashes it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. So uh, the lead dumps mustard in his girl's hair and rubs it in. Yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> line. Another so great he move. Said, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour this whole thing of mustard on my fiance's head. He says it's like I always say, "What's a ham and cheese without a little mustard?" Without How often does mustard. he say that? That it's like a thing that he always says. Yeah. Like well, he's like, wearing oh, a mustard yeah. colored shirt. Joey's always or Chuck's always saying that. Well, uh, Joni always calls him the ham. You know, <laughs> ham and mustard. That's oh. us. And he he calls her the cheese. Yeah. I don't want to know what the yeah. mustard is. But Joni, see, she talks about his bologna hammock. Joni gets rocked <laughs> with something like a mayonnaise ball or something, and she's fine yeah. with it. Well, he spits it out. Well, that's the thing is he shoves it all in his mouth, and then he it pretends to explode like a zit, like that Animal House bit. Yeah, and then he spits it, and it hits Joni, and then she's like, "Oh, gross!" And that's what prompts. Joni is just getting the shit kicked out of I her so far. I hope no one dumps a bottle of mustard on oh, me. Oh goodness! <laughs> oh my god! I'm getting mustard all over me. You crazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, yeah, then it just turns into this massive food fight forever. I hope you like a cream pie. <laughs> yeah, and then so yeah, she smashes the pie into his face, and then they proceed to waste all the food that they brought. <laughs> yeah, and they just like shake up beers <laughs> on each other, yeah. pour like booze on each other. They like, could what be the there fuck? for months. They don't know if that guy's coming back. They just <laughs> yeah. waste all their food. Yeah, <laughs> then they remember they're fifty miles from any phone. <laughs> I will say this lends some. Um, credence i guess uh to tyler's purgatory <laughs> they just have an endless supply of food yeah, their food just never diminishes but they can't eat any of it there is free <laughs> yeah there's the only way you can eat it is to shove an entire well, sandwich they in never your mouth. Get nourishment they're yeah. never full you just, can eat yeah. meat but you're always be hungry you can drink all the beer you want <laughs> you'll never you'll never get drunk you'll never be thirsty oh uh, what's what's that line from pirates of the caribbean you best start believing in ghost stories miss turner <laughs> you're in one you're in one that was the trailer. So yeah, then uh, the lead oh, climbs boy. up on the table and gets a bull on his head, like you do. That's it for all my sins. That's that's that's, that's it all. for you. Ooh, okay, Trevor. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Let me get that out of me. I'm sorry. I apologize. From that big sandwich. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just did that challenge here in the studio. <laughs> The uh, big sandwich challenge. <laughs> hey, I'm saying that could be an episode. We get Joe like six sandwiches. Do you think? Do you think on the 40th anniversary of the Sledgehammer release, Jimmy John's will do the big sandwich yeah, challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be giving out cups, XL cups with like the the Sledgehammer logo it's on the them. Big John Sledgehammer. Yeah. That sounds like a Ryan and Brian uh, bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's on location. Get ready. Day. 40 years since we were uh, graced with Sledgehammer. Do you remember where you were the first time you saw it? Right, Brian. Brosh, come on. <laughs> Get us through this, Trevor, please. I'm, I'm, all right, fellas. I'm trying. All right. So the ladies are all mustardy and gross. So they <laughs> go into their shared room and they change. Um, and they're talking about how these boys are... <laughs> A little too crazy. <laughs> um, uh, I, I wrote down couple couples Goldilocks sex schedule. Uh, one couple <laughs> is having sex all the time, and she complains that maybe I need a little break. I'm exhausted. Um, then one is n- abstaining. I believe for some reason they never say why they seem Mary. to Mary. yeah they they i f- believe they are both frustrated in this scenario carol um wants the dingus can't get the dingus uh john's trying to give mary the dingus mary don't want the dingus okay that's yep. the uh, gotcha uh the boys have a similar scene uh where they talk about crushing puss i believe <laughs> but, getting uh, the throbber oh, this is, yeah this is my favorite scene yeah getting the throbber I get is a throbber, said man 
Um, they they just <laughs> yeah, kind of throw. Yeah, he says he gets so horny. Yeah. Uh, uh, driving on the freeway because he saw a, a girl driving oh, a car past him and she was so hot he had to pull over and jerk off. Well, well, there's there's well, that's one. Sensible. You don't want to drive with a heart on. Yeah, they they wow. cut. And his friends are like, yeah, boy. Oh, the '80s were awful. They cut yeah. between these two scenes like two or three times. Um, and apparently they they cut back to the ladies and say, oh, he's always joking around. Even in bed, he wears a mask. Well, how do you kiss him? Well, it's not on his face. Where's the mask then? Which, yeah, so where is it? Is it on his dingle and his little uh, penis is sticking out the mouth of the I mask? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's wearing the Groucho Marx uh, glasses, nose, mustache thing on his dingle. <laughs> on his dingle, yeah. You'll bet your life. I believe that one of the boys says she had a bag of tits. <laughs> That's what I, I heard. Yeah, that, I thought he said American. Oh, but maybe he did say maybe. bag of. Again, it's hard in Sledgehammer because they're just talking all over each other. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, somebody had a hard throbber while they're driving on the highway. Yeah, and he Chuck. cranked off right there in the fucking truck, I guess. And then he looks his friend in the eye and says it felt good, too. <laughs> ben still is trying to leave. And uh, Joey comes in and says, hey, we got to clean up our mess. And so he's, Ben Stiller says, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll do that. But then Joey leaves to clean up the mess. He'll switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and that and that scene just ends. Um, yeah. Then I have one of the gals then go, oh, yeah, one of the girls finally goes to take a shower. And there's very ominous music at this point in the movie. And this is one, this is one time it's, it, there's no way in hell this is intentional. But this is one part where I felt like, how uh, how fuzzy the picture was added to the movie because it genuinely took me a little bit to realize that there was someone in the shower. Um, oh yeah, which I I liked and that that's kind of the stuff I did like about this movie had to do with it looks so old and so just fuzzy and it's kind of hard to make out but that is good sometimes uh, and mm-hmm. this was one of those times because it just it was. It just helped with the suspense, and then it turns out it's just a goof. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the guy one of the boys is it Chuck? Joey. Oh, it's Joey. Oh, okay, that's what he will. Have. Because I'm beginning to understand why Joey's single is because he likes <laughs> to yeah, pull pranks. Sucks. He's just goofing the whole time. Oh, and then we see this beautiful shot of the sledgehammer just sit there and then eventually disappear. When she gets like spooked by it at one point, doesn't she? She like sees it and is like, "Oh, mm-hmm. what's there? Why is there a sledgehammer here?" Yeah. And then like goes to shower anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she's easily spooked by all tools. Apparently, yeah. And then, and then uh, Ben Stiller goes back to his room, takes a drink of a beer, looks at it, and then throws it on the bed. You see, now I'm getting more of a Jim Varney vibe. Okay. All right, Vern. <laughs> Not I me, mean, Vern. Where are you getting a Jim Varney vibe from? Oh, I wrote down. She sees the sledgehammer from Geraldo Rivera slash Ben oh, Stiller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 Jim Varney from what's that dramatic movie he was in? Um, Daddy oh. and them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob Orton directed movie. Yeah, yeah. He's alcohol. Yes, that's what I'm seeing. So, so who is this woman? I, ha- I have Carol. Her, Carol. I have her uh, labeled as Mrs. Brady, yeah. playmate from 1968. Oh. I'm joking. Uh-huh. I'm oh. saying I'm she's old. Say, wow. I would have believed it. Incredible genes. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I would have bought that. I genuinely think she's over 40. She, she seems to be the oldest of everyone here. Definitely. Um, and then we get Choose a the single, mechanic's wife. And then we get a single uninterrupted <laughs> shot of the house for thirty entire seconds. Oh, it's terrifying. I can see why they kept that. And nothing happens. The audio fades up a little bit and then almost like they went, Oh shit. They turned it back down. 
Yeah, the music goes up and then down. Is yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like, like a live thing where they yeah. shit turn it down and they and, just leave it. And it's just that of the I don't even know what that is. Just the buzz of room tone. There was a lot of buzz. Just cranked all the way up. It was like they added extra. Yeah, it, it sounded like a like a fluorescent light bulb. <laughs> So whoever was doing the audio editing had like a bunch of really hot old bulbs that were just, <laughs> yeah, just screaming the whole time, chugging. Uh, and then uh, uh, now that we're back inside after the 30-second uh, establishing shot, um, Chuck stops the record that they're all listening to, and everyone freaks out. Oh, that was a good song. Put that back on. Which was a Fisher Price kids record player, yeah. by the way. Little baby, little, little tiny baby. Well, they broke the, the good one, probably. Yeah, they probably smashed it over Joey's head or yeah. some shit. Joey took a dump in it. Um, <laughs> he he's holding a candle, trying to look real spooky, and says, uh, uh, "What is it? It's time for the real, or it's time to have some real fun." He says. Uh, the other guys goof about having an orgy, of course, because that's that's this <laughs> that's movie's what boys do. That's what this movie is all about. But he means a seance. I don't want to be talking to ghosts and goblins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what is it? Pick a, hey, what is it? Pick on John Day? John says because yeah, John's uh, got a real thin skin for being such a tough guy. Yeah, no kidding. He's a mm. he's anyway, a bitch. He's a pushover. <laughs> uh, and then this is, I believe, technically, this is where my stop, uh, my my. Uh, you're getting, you're getting off at the station. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, it's time. Oh, oh. Also, John can't pronounce "seance" for some reason. He calls it, it that scene. joke was a had to have been a written joke for someone who didn't know how "seance" was pronounced because yep. the "seance" is spelled like "scene," but it's not pronounced like "scene." So it doesn't make any sense that he's mishearing them as yeah. "scene" <laughs> instead of "seance." It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like they, it was a written yeah, joke, that's a and joke they were like, "This in, is really good," because the guy yeah. who wrote it thought it was Siam. Because when he was in high school, somebody made fun of him a lot <laughs> for saying it wrong in English class. Yeah, and he, he's held a grudge ever since. How <laughs> oh, could you back someday when I put it in my major motion picture? Uh, okay, so the gang is all sequestered in this one room, uh, and they're getting freaked out. Uh, and then Mouth starts to do what he does best. He starts making this like Italian accent, and he's really starts to really piss off Mama Fatelli, uh, <laughs> and uh, she doesn't like it. And they gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> so then she threatens to cut all their tongues out and feed them to him. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Data Tyler's too is... tired to even realize what's <laughs> I don't happening. Even think he's <laughs> I'm still on a diet, so all I've had is salad today. I'm fucking dying. Oh, <laughs> You're no. missing a goof. You're missing a good goof. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, Mama Fratelli comes back with a glass glasses of water, but they're all brown. <laughs> uh, I'm so lost right now. <laughs> who is who is Mama Fratelli in this situation? Well, Mikey goes says he has to go to the bathroom. Stop it. Is this a goof on me? Am I in purgatory where but every really, episode is Goonies? He really goes down to the, the basement to check the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man in a van dropped you off at your house. Are you today? fucking me right now? <laughs> no, he's doing a very funny thing. Oh, yeah. but God, then he, he stumbles oh upon God. a room where there's a man abusing a. <laughs> A troubled monster that's held in chains. Stop it! Stop it! 
then Mikey is spooked off, and the Fratellis kick them out of the building. They hate uh, so much. No, this is very good. So then Mikey is trying to tell Brand what happened, but Mike, Brand isn't isn't doesn't believe him at no, all. He doesn't. Uh, Chunk just wants to go home to eat dinner. Did you then, tell everybody you were doing this before you came here? No, because everybody's so quiet. I was just like, well, okay, Nick, with that. Yeah, Nick's yeah. calling people by the names of characters in the Goonies. <laughs> All right, fine. This is a bit, but then it became very real. Yeah, it's too real. I did too real. I did five pages of the Goonies. Oh my god, of the Goonies bits. <laughs> well, yeah, from, That's from thirty-one minutes to oh, sure. forty-three minutes. Yeah, you did. You what happens? I get it. That's respectful. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, that was a deep. That was a deep cut, right That's there. Great. So then, yeah, Chunked uh, breaks the water bottle, and uh, oh my god, the, you son of a bitch. Did you not watch Sledgehammer? <laughs> Who would? Who would watch it? <laughs> I don't know where Nick I was. Nick did extra homework for a bit, and I, I for one, yeah, I That's applaud good that. Nick. Yep. I applaud good bits. You Thank committed. You. Okay. A very Do we have good to goof. add another award to the Hunt for Bad October best bit? Most Goonies. Best Goonies <laughs> bit. Most Gooniest Goonies. member. Yeah. Okay, so back to this movie. Font, how about font Sniper? How about that? God. Nick can get that one. Okay, so uh, Flash Gordon, I, I don't got their names either. Uh, he starts by telling them that half of you probably know this story, but maybe some of you don't, so I'm going to tell the story anyway. So <laughs> Before we're gonna do Why the don't flashback you start by anyway. telling us the broad strokes? What story? Uh, so they are having uh, the seance to... Tell the story and summon the spirits. Is that how seances work? You tell the story of the spirit you're trying to talk to? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I would buy that, but not, no. But anyway, yes. The seance has begun. He starts going into the story of of this house, even though apparently everyone already knows it. Uh, Yeah. So he says, it happens 10 years ago this month. Which, okay, (laughs) great. If you're going to get that specific, go all the way, like today. Yeah. Right. On the Ten years ago, right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. Yeah. So Ten years ago. let's see. These these two lovebirds they run they run away and they go to this house together. They have an eight year old son, uh, and they hate this kid. Um. And so then we start to see the thing we saw in the opening of the movie, just slower and more sepia tone. <laughs> yeah, more gray. So we see it all again Brown. in case you missed Damn. it. Uh, yeah. just, that's how well, they in case can... you were out busy getting popcorn or snacks or something. Yeah, if, if you missed the, <laughs> missed the, the trailers, start of the feature. Late, yeah. Yeah, Ryan, I get it. Ryan, did this hit theaters? No, no, that's that's one of its other claim to fame is that it was the very first movie ever shot on video that was going to be strictly home for video. the oh. new okay. home video market at the time. Gotcha. It's like the very I first straight to video movie. Now well, this the, makes even more sense. It looks sense. like they edited it in camera. So. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. So one oh, yeah. one VHS copy uh, straight to the, straight that's the to master. It. That's the archival copy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we see all the same stuff again. We linger on a shot of a door for eight minutes. <laughs> um, these two lovebirds plan to start a new life, which we already saw. We see everything we just saw. We don't need to see over again. again. But I'll when do they find it. the pirate ship? <laughs> that's a little bit later. That's, that comes a little bit later. I can do the joke too. Originally in the script, there was supposed to be a, a big octopus thing, but it got cut out for ah, for time. That is a deep cut. Uh, yeah, slick shoes. God, <laughs> I am dying over here. Candles, guys. Oh. So we see that they were brutally murdered in this room. This one we're in right now, you guys. Uh, and they were just turned to mush by a hammer man. A, a, ma- a, mad, a hammer bro? A Mark mad hammer, hammer madman. Uh, and they never found him. 
uh, or they never found the boy, rather. So the little boy was locked in the closet. We were left to believe. They, we, we are left to assume, you and I, the people who know this story, uh, that he was taken by the killer. But the police just assume that he's dead. They uh, just gave way, up searching the house, apparently. They never yeah, opened just, that door? Yeah. Just quit. Uh, which, <laughs> the door with the lock on it yeah. that shouldn't have one because it's a closet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once we wrap this up, I have, I have a lot of a long list of questions <laughs> about the boy and, and what happened well, to him. And, and throughout this tale, and this isn't Sledgehammer's fault because this is every horror movie ever, Chuck has an incredibly captivated audience. Yeah. Nobody's in cro- there's no crosstalk for the first time in the movie. Nobody's asking <laughs> questions. Everyone is just listening to Chuck. If any of you motherfuckers try to tell me some story about a boy who was trapped in a closet and then hammered his mom to death, I wouldn't listen to you for five fucking seconds. I'd ask for a sandwich, I'd cram it in my mouth, and I'd go to bed. <laughs> It's just so upsetting. It's how like they are like like mannequins poised. They don't even. They're so fixated. They don't even realize that the the prankster gets up and leaves. <laughs> yeah. Like he literally one of their group of seven leaves, and they're like they couldn't be bothered. Well, it, you know what? I, I think this is a product of it being from the eighties. Nobody had their goddamn cell phones out looking at them. Yeah. Time. They look like those kids that are listening to Bilbo what tell a story about fan. the trolls. Turn them all to stone, monstrous trolls. Anyway, <laughs> but this movies. is also the moment where, where, where the the jokester is for our benefit, as we are the audience and we are the ca- we have the benefit of the camera. Is he's looking sideways? He's looking at everybody like with shifty eyes, and then he's winking. Yes, so I repeatedly. Yeah, so we but know he's goofing. so cringy and weird. <laughs> his he looks like one of those clocks, the, yes, those cat like the clocks cat clock. with the eyes going back and forth. He looks what like when E.T. E. hides in all well, the stuffed animals. Yeah. Well, because they're doing uh, they're doing this panning shot where everybody's looking directly into the camera as if it's Chuck turning to look at each of them individually while holding a candle <laughs> in front of himself. And while we're doing the pan, we see Joey doing that. But I'm guessing it's like the again the Joey's the actor is like, hey, what do you want me to do? Oh, like so you're about to pull some pranks. So why don't you look like you're gonna you're gonna do something to these people? <laughs> why don't you act real shifty? And that and, was his best interpretation. Yeah, that's of what that. he does. How He's does like, Ashton oh, Kutcher, yeah, when Ashton Kutcher was in Punked, what did he look like backstage? <laughs> and I know that this was like 15 years early, but that's what he's going for. <laughs> uh, so what we learned from the story is that the husband of the wife who was hammered to death was the prime suspect. But no. So I, I wrote this in quotes because I couldn't tell what he says. It says he was the prime suspect. So no charges were brought against him, or but sure. no charges were brought against him, which one of those is just crazy. Like, he was the husband, <laughs> so no charges were brought against him. Well, it could be him. He's the husband. He loved her. Yeah, he smashed her to bits, but, you know, he was the husband, so yeah, what, what, can we, what can we do? That's the 70s. Uh, so, yeah, the that mushmouth audio of this movie kind of confuses here. It's hard to tell. Um, so then Joey takes off and he slinks away. Uh, and Flash Gordon says, "Tonight we ask the spirits who killed them. He wants to know." Uh, so he says, "Rise, spirits, walk among the living." Uh, and it looks like this works because the door uh, lock that we've seen from the little boy, the closet he was trapped in, it unlocks itself, uh, or it just fades, uh, dissolves yeah. into unlocked. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, and then at this point, the Joey he 
is in the other room fiddling with with knobs somehow attached to a PA system in the house uh, through a cassette player playing spooky pre-recorded messages that I can't tell which one of these uh, pranksters recorded the audio, but it's it's like a actually giving information. It's actual dialogue that they they yeah. planned this out so far in advance. Uh, but that's going on. And he keeps DK smashing the ground because he's so giddy yeah, with excitement is, about their prank. He is having a blast. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is just cracking yeah. the fuck up. But as uh, the the fooling and the, the tomfoolery is going on, we see Hammer Man coming down the stairs. Just his boots. Just his boots and a hammer. Those uh, boots and hammer were made for walking. They sure do. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. They sure do. I don't know. I got me. <laughs> and then Joey gets stabbed in the neck. Not hammered, but he gets stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Uh, a great, yeah. Against type for yeah. the hammer man. It's weird to subvert expectations on your first kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I kind of appreciated it. Like, Which, all right. Uh, leads to something. I don't know why I thought this was cool because it's not, but he's stabbed through the neck like all the way through and he's being dragged by the the long knife that yeah. is in his neck well, like, like a away. shish kebab uh, yeah. that comes back a little bit earlier where he's hanging by that knife I don't think that would work but it's it was cool it was something they they put effort into that yeah it's a cool thing uh <laughs> so then uh big man uh with the beard uh John little John, John. yeah little little John. <laughs> little John I think he's the one who says to stop all this and uh well, he's a scary cat yeah he's freaked out he's almost peeing uh <laughs> Well, they call him out in the recording. They say they were going to drink his blood. Well, yeah, because they said, uh, the spirit said, and only John will learn who killed him or something. Yeah. So was that <laughs> the like, voice okay. of one of the people there? Because they probably got their dad they, to do it. They didn't recognize it? Was the guy in the van? The, I just, I assumed it was, the guy it was the captain. <laughs> I assumed it was Joey. And yeah, the, and the, the skipper. <laughs> it just, yeah. And it just doesn't matter that they don't recognize it. Yeah. Well, he says. John's uh, not the smartest guy. No, he's a big dummy. Also, these guys are perpetually drunk. They're constantly drinking. Yeah. Well, that leads back into this, where they stop the seance and they go have a beer party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> without Joey. Yeah, where do they think Joey is in all this? They don't care. They're taking they're, a huge shit. They're having a great party. They don't even notice he's gone. Like, I can, I can get the idea that, like, you somebody goes off to go to the bathroom. You just make some sort of assumption. But I think usually, like, 15 minutes... Somebody starts asking questions. Right. This is like uh, cut to hour and a half later, and they're like eight cans <laughs> deep each. There's yeah. yeah, there's seven people in this house, and one and you were all doing one very specific weird thing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, all right, yeah, we're done. Yeah, let's get some be- some uh, some beers in us, and we're just gonna kind of sit around again. Uh, Joey's where's Joey at? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and like where, where they don't he? find out till later that this was orchestrated by Joey and Chuck, and so one would assume that the house is actually genuinely haunted. At this point, right? Like they're all under the assumption the house is haunted. They're like, "Time for beer charades." Fuck I guess Joey, so, yeah. wherever he is. Maybe they knew what Chuck and Joey were up to, and they were just entertaining them. And everybody <laughs> fucking hates Joey, so they were fine with him just being gone. You know what? That's I probably don't, it. I'm not upset that I'm he's gonna, not here. I'm going to go hide, you guys. Joey yeah. is Chuck's friend only. Oh, yes. And Chuck, yeah. 
Chuck yep. doesn't like to go places without Joey because Chuck doesn't have a good time unless he's got his buddy there cracking the it. jokes that nobody else will say. I get it. So they poke fun at Beard Dad for being a scaredy wuss. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> scaredy wuss. things get serious and he's uh ass breath. Yep. Yeah. You call me chicken? <laughs> he's gonna knock his lights out. <laughs> yeah, knock his block off. Penis breath. Biff Tannen walks in. Yeah. Hey, what's up, butthead? <laughs> you guys doing a scene, butthead? Yeah, you go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Better change your oil. Get back in the game, man. I'm thinking about Back to the Future. <laughs> and then they push John so, into a giant thing of manure. Yeah. <laughs> no, Doc, are you telling me that I'm back in 1958? God damn it. Anyway, so he tells him it was all goof, it was all goof, all goof. Uh, yeah. Then they pour beer on the on Flash Gordon's head. There, There is so much beer yeah. pouring and like... Well, it's held. He can't taste can't it. Ta- <laughs> That's true. I, 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 I'm I, with Tyler on this. This is Thank purgatory you. or Thank hell. You. This is some kind of dimension. That's the only way I can I can live with this movie if it's like that. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, during that little tickle fight, we see... Uh, Han- <laughs> Hammer boots walk, waltzing down the hall, uh, and a game of charades has broken out because it's the eighties. Uh, yeah, no oh, Game Boys. Right. They play charades. Yeah. So uh, I they don't seem to have God, a TV in this house either. Uh, forgive me, oh, I don't do. remember they her do. name. They do. It gets right, broken they do. later. About to get smashed. Yeah. I just refer to her as uh, Geraldo Rivera's woman, but she insists that they go upstairs. Girl. Mrs. Brady. Uh, yeah. Blimey. Uh, so she the insists they go upstairs, and he says, "No, no, not now, not now. I, I don't want to do it." But she, I want to fuck. She just wants to talk. He, he, but he doesn't want any of that funny business. No, no, no. No. Uh, That's but, how I feel my hair looks now. Yeah. That big and mullety. Yeah. Big veneer, Varney. That's right. Ugh. That's me. <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> uh, so she, th- I, I kind of blanked out at this point, but she threatens to show everyone her breasts. And that's how he can. She convinces him to go upstairs uh, and talk. Sure, yeah. I, yeah. She starts talking yeah, about something and starts taking her, pulling her shirt up, and he's like, "No, no, no! Ew, gross!" Ah. Uh. And uh, he, <laughs> I don't want everyone well, to see your boobs. I don't want to see tits. Nobody else wants to see tits. Nasty. Why would you think anyone here likes tits? Look at John over there. And that's that's it. That's it for Nick. They go upstairs and they. They have, air quote, go. talk. They have yeah, the, a little conversation. They have the weirdest sex scene. Okay, Ugh. so, uh, yeah, Jimmy and Carol get up from the group and head upstairs. Uh, Jimmy, almost sprinting down the hall, chugs his drink in the hope that he will get alcohol poisoning and die before he has <laughs> sex with Carol. <laughs> Joni grabs a drink and sits with John and Mary, and they and they wonder, where where's Chuck and um, uh, Joey and Carol and Jimmy? Uh, Mary assumes they're helping Joey with a prank, but John likes to think Chuck and Joey are watching Jimmy and Carol have sex. So I wrote down this bit of dialogue between Joni, John, and Mary. Joni. He doesn't have to do that for his thrills. I see to that. Is that how you get yours, John? John to Mary. How else? Mary, you just wait. John, I've been waiting for two years. And then he turns to camera and rests his head on his hand and looks yeah. like a big pouty baby. <laughs> well, my girlfriend won't have sex with me. Yeah, he turns into Sid Caesar all of a sudden. He's doing some bit from uh, the Colgate Comedy Hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chuck, looking for Joey, finds the weird cable adjuster for the stereo and some blood. And he's so mm-hmm. calm about finding blood all over his missing friend's stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think Joey's missing lots of blood. Oh, dang. <laughs> Carol and Jimmy are in the bedroom, and she accuses him of acting funny. 
Um, Carol flaunts a surprise, which it's like a one of those white bags you'd put over like a dress or something. So I assume that there's like a nighty in there, but we never find out. No, uh, it's a blanket. Yeah, I thought that it was, was a, what? That was a surprise. <laughs> she put it was, out a blanket. It's a giant like. <laughs> Hotel-sized blanket. It's enormous. It looks like down, maybe. It looks very uh, plush and That's their and fucking blanket. Yeah. Okay. They're gonna... Jimmy likes housewares. Let's just get that out of the That's way. Gets Jimmy is excited hot under the collar. and bed, bedposts. What's the thread blankets. count on this? <laughs> well, so anyway... It's just for me to cover my butt so you don't see my butt in this movie? Great. I don't want anyone to see my butt, okay? Yeah, I just want to you lay on top no of you motionless. See my butt. According to according to Carol, uh, Jimmy is shaking like a leaf, but you would never know because oh, he isn't. No. So it, it, she she accuses him of being a virgin, and but he insists that he he's done it before. So it, it whatever the director writer this forty five year old man. Yes, and I wrote down forty nine year old Carol then kisses and lays on thirty eight year old Jimmy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but whatever the writer director wanted out of this, if it's supposed to imply that Jimmy is nervous because he is a virgin and he's uh, like um, overcompensating by saying that I don't care. This guy seems like a, a heavily closeted homosexual man who's very I, uncomfortable yeah. by this woman forcing herself on him. Yeah. I think that there's actually shit in the dialogue earlier that is played for a goof that references him being gay. And I was actually going to bring that up because I thought yeah. maybe I read into some subtext. Cause at one point, like there's something where there, someone's like, well, you aren't one of those, are you? And he's like, so what if I was or something along those lines? <laughs> and it's I hope like, he played it off just like that. He probably did. And I remember thinking that maybe that was supposed to be the thing, but then I also didn't know if they had, like, I don't know. I lost a lot of it in the dialogue. I feel terrible for Jimmy is my point yeah. because I, and I'm not saying that Carol, like he, he could have said no and Carol might've backed off, but Carol is all in on this. And I think that maybe Jimmy felt the pressure of the other dudes in the house mm -hmm. yeah. and was yeah. like, ah, I've got to get this over with because the sex we are about to see well, is I don't even know if it's the sex. least sexy sex you'll ever see. It's so It's like that tantric sex they just lay on top of each yeah. other for 42 hours yes. like Sting would do. It's very peculiar, <laughs> I think is the word I would describe. I think it. he just smashed his flaccid wiener on her belly button and thought that was <laughs> yeah, sex. That's, good that's what this it is like happening. It's like in the room. Well, and Carol was so embarrassed about this about figuring out in this moment with a naked Jimmy kissing her chin that she's like, "Oh my god, he is gay." What do I do? And she freezes up. So they both go forward with nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, before we get to that point, uh, Carol starts kissing Jimmy and they lay down. Camera starts wobbly floating down the hall in slow motion. Uh, we assume it's Sledgehammer on his way to kill them. But we also see Chuck uh, still in his investigation state trying to figure out what is this red <laughs> substance. Um, and he gets jump scared by Joni who grabs his shoulder. Um, Joni. Uh, oh, this is what I wrote down that Joni looks like Chuck's real life younger brother. Um, they have the same hair. Um, hey, Joni, will you spot me? It's it's, a short, it's chest day. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck is worried about Joey, uh, but Joni isn't buying it. She thinks he's all about them pranks. So Chuck says, Joni, this is real blood. I don't know how or why, but I think Joey's been hurt. <laughs> That's my Chuck. Huh? That's identical. Yeah. yeah. I'll be honest. Though, I was trying to do a Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I did not come across. <laughs> I thought Tommy was so, so I was got he. It. So I you're got good. Um, this one's name's Cuff. This one's name's Link. <laughs> um, Joni suggests Don't they make the meat. Just make the meat. I don't know how or why, but somebody's got nerd. <laughs> That's what Carol said to the one guy when he was trying to have sex. Just make the meat. Yeah. Joni said, "Because you just make the meat. Come on, just make the meat. Make the meat." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> 
<laughs> From Goonies to The Hobbit to fucking everything Stallone. Okay. Oh, the cute. So Just... Joni, Joni suggests they tell the others about uh, about Joey, but Chuck agrees he should, or but but eventually agrees with Chuck that he should go look for him first. And that's when Joni suddenly realizes that Chuck is very concerned for his friend. And we freeze frame on Chuck's face. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> Hard cut. Jimmy's side ass and pelvis. Oh, yeah. He is now. Oh, so basically yeah. imagine like a sandwich of a woman and a man. Nothing, barely. They're like not almost not touching. There's a millim, There's like a, or a nanometer of air between them. And there's a blanket <laughs> draped over half of Jimmy's backside. There's no there's no crack, just the cheek. Yes. Is uh, all you can see. Yeah. So he's on top of Carol. They're kissing with little to no thrusting. They continue to kiss in slow motion, specifically not fucking. The door handle begins to turn in slow motion. And then we cut to a uh, tight shot of Jimmy's ass, cheek, and thigh as the camera glides past them like the trench run in A New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> we see more of Jimmy on Carol, whose legs are closed so tight there's no way they are having sex. And then we hard cut to the bedroom door where Sledgehammer is peeking his face and translucent mask into the room. So I don't know, Ryan. Is this like a specific? Is this like a beauty mask of some kind? I'm sure it has a name. It's something that showed up in movies, specifically like the 70s and 80s, all the time. It's. I'm sure there's a name for it. I've seen it a million times. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know just... why a resurrected ghost of a kid would be wearing a yeah. mask because anyway, it's Mama's but... mask. Whenever Mama would get ready for the man, <laughs> she, must, she maybe... would he, he she would wear it. Yeah. I think that's just maybe a, that was John's a, mask. I think that's just an off the shelf like costume like. Halloween costume mask. thing you can get anywhere. Yeah. I don't think that's like a special thing other than like... I just figured it was like some like... It blends your makeup for you. Yeah. What? I don't know what Joe said, but I agree. No, no it blends your makeup for you. You put the mask on after you put your makeup on, and it blends oh, everything into a nice yeah. mixture. So anyways, and now, I'm, now I'm, I'm, I can't get over Jimmy and Carol's sex. And now <laughs> I, I think this feeds into the purgatory thing where... Oh, where Jimmy's can't. experiencing the worst thing that could ever happen to him over and over and over, yeah. him having sex with a woman. He hates it. <laughs> but anyways... Um, well, he smiles <laughs> later on. He's smiling in bed. We see more of... Because it's done. Because he's oh, done. He doesn't yeah. have to do yeah. it for another day or so. Yeah. Uh, I get it. We see this more... This making sense. It's clicking. Um, or, sorry. Uh, Joni... Um, and while uh, Sledgehammer's peeking on Jimmy and Carol, Joni walks down the white halls of purgatory and opens a random door where she finds Joey standing upright somehow with the knife through his neck. He then falls in the hallway next to Joni. Oh, yeah, it, they prop him up. Bringing it back to Goonies, it's like when uh, Ch Chunk opens up the freezer for the ice cream. <laughs> yes. But it makes more sense because it's a stiff, literally frozen. J yeah. J uh, Joey is, is, is a slippery prank boy. How, there's no way his body is holding him upright. So anyways, he falls into the hallway. Um, she's screaming. She's upset. And then Chuck enters the scene and somehow does not see Joey's body. He's like, what? what what's wrong, babe? And Joey's like, ah! and then Chuck's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And he's like starts cradling her chest in between his giant bosom. Um, yeah, it gives her a knuckle sandwich for comfort. So then in a confusing turn of events, uh, Chuck's like, all right. Joni, you go find everybody, collect them, and bring them here, but don't tell them what happens. All right, we'll come back to that in a second. We cut back into the bedroom where Jimmy and Carol, who are looking into each other's eyes, somehow cannot see a six-foot-eight tall man wielding a sledgehammer five <laughs> feet from the bed. We then cut back downstairs where Chuck is looking for everyone. I don't understand. I thought it was yeah. Joni's job. But Chuck is down there, and he finds John and Mary, 
And he's like, oh, you guys, I can't even begin to tell you what the thing is that I just have seen. <laughs> um, we go upstairs again, and Sledgehammer grabs Carol by the neck and shoulders-ish. He gently sits her upright and then gently turns her body until she dies. Um, <laughs> technically, he snaps her neck, but it does not look like that at all. And then he lays her down nicely next to Jimmy, who Jimmy is like frozen in fear from the sex he just had. And is like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> I thought maybe he was just sleepy. Well, I write down, I put that. He eventually reacts and tries to get up, only to get hit by the sledgehammer. The shot dissolves into another shot. So we see this this wide or medium shot of Jimmy getting up, looking sleepy. The sledgehammer comes into frame, <laughs> connects with his chest, or so we think, dissolve, move camera slightly to the left, and then we <laughs> cut to Jimmy in the same position, but now he's got a gaping wound in his chest, and he lays down to go back to sleep. Um, <laughs> the permanent sleep. Yeah. All in slow motion. All in slow motion. Joni then screams, revealing she's in the room, and she runs away. Sledgehammer, in no hurry, follows her out. We then cut to another purgatory hallway shot where the camera angles to make it appears of Sledgehammer's looming over Joni, like they're right neck and neck with each other. Um, we cut back and forth from Joni running and then falling and crawling and uh, between shots of that and Sledgehammer's belly. So they set up a shot where Sledgehammer just walked towards the camera, but for some reason they cut to after his nipples are out of frame and it's just his gut. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing a flannel, but it's like, I don't know why the fuck we're seeing this. Sledgehammer swings and misses uh, after Joni hits the ground. She gets up and runs around the corner where she immediately runs into the, the Scooby-Doo gang. Um, John is like, wait, what's back there? And so he walks around the corner and we see that there's nothing there. Sledgehammer is gone. But we see that the boy... Um, we just cut to a shot. I don't know where this is. I guess he's watching the group or he's watching John, but we see the boy also wearing the translucent mask. Um, Same close. Yeah. He's like looking down the hall at, at John or the group and then ghost. turns and l exits the shot. But before he exits, he dissolves like he disappears. Um, John finds Jimmy and Carol uh, and then places Jimmy comfortably into the bed um, and tucks them both in. <laughs> yeah. tampers with the crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he finds Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer, and grabs it. Cut to... Wait, why is the... He left it behind. No, he didn't. He had yeah, it with yeah. him. Before. He it's, had the, it's, you know... He had it with a, him because he, he tried to hit Joni. What? then he put there's it back. Things, there's a lot of things yeah, that he put it, it back. to make sense. And does John, at this point, know anybody's been killed? I don't remember. So he finds a sledgehammer after finding Jimmy and Carol's body. Well, before but before finding their bodies, does he know that someone else? Because no. he's very calm. He's like, oh, buddy. And like, does he assume that's raspberry jam on his chest? Or like, he just picks him up, puts it back in the bed, and everything's fine. John, yeah, and then he also John references... went to Nam. John went to Nam. <laughs> he's seen it. Well, he's and later it. he also uses the line, some bastard tore them to pieces. I mean, yes. hardly. I would say someone <laughs> turned her slightly and then hit him in the chest. With a, with a jar of jelly. Yes. So, yeah, John puts them to sleep. Um, at, cut to everyone's back downstairs, and Chuck and Mary are consoling Joni. John walks in with a sledgehammer and explains Jimmy and Carol have been torn to pieces, as Zach has uh, let us know, and he wants his ass. He wants the ass <laughs> of the murderer. It's, mo it's the most tender mm -hmm. part. That's He's why. He's getting it from Mary, so. Oh, yeah. that's true. <laughs> so, if only, if only um, John knew about Jimmy. They, those two lovers could have been hitting it hard. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So Chuck says, uh, after uh, John says he's to, they're torn to pieces, he wants his ass, Chuck says, yeah, I know. <laughs> I want him too, but we need to figure out what the hell's going on. 
calm down and figure out what we're going to do about it. John and Chuck argue about what to do about it. Mary jumps in. Uh, John shuts her down, tells her to shut it. Uh, Chuck and Mary continue to argue with John, but not hunting about not hunting down the sledgehammer, which John wants to do. So Chuck asked John if he saw any kind of clue, which I'm beginning to realize it was like it was like I um, uh, unlocked a repressed memory of every fucking horror movie where somebody says, "Did you see any clues?" I don't know why that's a fucking thing. Like <laughs> clues for what? Like who the murderer is? Like because it's I not going to help you. Clue, and it wouldn't help you knowing who the murderer is anyway. Yes. Like if you see someone, if someone shows up in the house that's not in the four remaining friends. That's probably the murderer. That's them. You don't need clues. There's not a case. Timely farmer. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Chuck asks John if he sees any clues. Uh, He says no. So Chuck says they should stay together in the living room until first light. Joni has a full-on panic attack and says they should leave. And I fucking agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking leave. The, the, if anything, the best advantage that Sledgehammer has is the narrow hallways. Yes. But, and yeah. not knowing which where to go, what room leads to where. So um, and, you know, so yeah. Chuck grabs her from leaving and he's like cradling her and hugs her with his massive stupidity and tells her to trust him. So John isn't happy about Chuck's idea either, but relents and begrudgingly decides to follow Chuck's stupid idea. John says, but if anything else happens, we hunt this sucker down and tear his head off. And then Chuck... <laughs> Almost looking at the camera says, damn right we do. <laughs> yep. And then freeze I frame. You, I want you to go over all the dialogue in this movie with like an ADR with your version of Chuck's voice. <laughs> it's going to be the voice for everything. I also really I like it. that when, when Joni starts having her panic attack, Chuck looks at her and goes, Joni, what's wrong? Like, <laughs> what's wrong, Joni? He's shaking the shit out of her. <laughs> But anyways, we freeze frame on Chuck's face after he f- says those uh, famous words, and I'm done. Uh, all right. So now that now <laughs> they're all they're pooped. Lots happened. They got taken out, and uh, and little John, he's first watch. So he's sitting there. He's got the <laughs> hammer in his hand, and uh, he falls asleep. <laughs> and then when he wakes up, the hammer's gone. <gasps> I don't know where I could have gone. Oh, um. But then he decides to hell with the plan. He's going to go look for this bastard. This bastard who mulched his friends, who pulped them. He's going to find him and he's going to kill him. He's going to get his ass. (laughs) So he goes upstairs. He checks every room in the house. And he goes upstairs to the door. Okay, no, no. He goes and sees the boy. Sorry, no, no. Sorry, I forgot that he gets a scimitar from the fucking uh, sink. Because he gets this huge knife out of the sink. And he sees the boy and chases the boy. And the boy goes into a room, shuts the door, then teleports little John into the room. Yes. Mm -hmm. Why? They didn't have the ability to make it look good. Why didn't they have him go in the room and pull the door shut? Because each room is a different circle of hell. Yes. (laughs) See, I I, I took this as their attempt to make it look like he opens the door, walks through it, and then comes out that same door and is confused. Oh. Like he got turned around because of uh, purgatory magic or something. Oh, yeah, ghost force. Yeah, sure, whatever the hell yes. you want to call it, um, but they just couldn't really get it I think right? I think it's more like in a video game when you go up to a, a, a door and press B, and then like, you're just seeing the transition of like you. <laughs> like like the Resident Evil games. Yeah. yeah. Like you see like the You actual... freeze, it, it fades to black, yeah. and it fades and up, and you're, you're in a in different the, room. You're in the boss room. Yeah. 
John John got so sick and tired of entering and exiting the same rooms that he refused to turn the doorknob. Um, just just like Wesley Snipes refused to open his eyes in, in Blade. Oh my god! Uh, and so uh, they, they the director's like, "Fine, fuck it, we'll do it in post." That sounds like something we would do. Yeah. I'm also glad you mentioned. I'm glad you mentioned doorknobs because little John goes to open a door. The the door. Which we can believe hasn't been opened in ten years because there's cobwebs yeah, all uh, over it, and he reaches for it, and he op- he's opening it, and then he's he's still opening it, and it takes him a very long time to open it, and inside is just like it's a skull, a human skull on it's the a ground, child bone, yeah, and it's, some it's blood. Supposed to be the boy. Explain yourself, Ryan. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, I have no fucking idea. You pick this movie. <laughs> It's inept in every way to the point of absurdity. I don't understand it. I've I've thought about it long and hard. So either the kid was left in there forever. The cops never checked and he just died. Then where are the rest of the bones? Okay, okay. His his body would still be there. You're missing something very important though because we have to assume that, okay, this, this little boy... Is the is the grown giant man that's clobbering everyone with a with a sledgehammer? <laughs> yes, but he would have had to have gotten out of the door to clobber his his mom and her lover exactly. to death. Yeah. So did mm-hmm. he die in like that three minutes where he was left alone in there and turned into a giant spirit and come out and clobber them and decide he was a sledgehammer man? <laughs> we may never. <laughs> no, I think I, I think that, I got that's it. That's one. Th- uh, that's Joe, what I mean, I don't. I have, I have no idea. The only I way mean, for it, it to make it sense. Make any sense. The only way for it to make any sense for him to have killed his mom is if he died somehow in the three minutes that she locked him in there. But that doesn't explain why he grew up into a a, a ten Eight foot, foot tall monster. Yeah. Well, he's no, a no, healthy. No, I yeah. think I got it. Joe Joe thinks he's cracked this. Joe, don't disappoint us. Yeah. So what Lay it is is a random person came in there and killed the the lover and the mom the boy died in the closet but then much like jason Voorhees, who died in the lake and then became a grown man killer he has come back and used the sledgehammer to kill like his hero oh. did who killed his abusive mother and lover right okay but also yeah, that's what they say in the sands that's part of the sand it's they very obvious that that whoever if it's if it's a, a boy and his big pal if it's the little boy transforms into a big boy like in Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. Hey, if now we're talking. If it's like that, then the only... I like Joe's uh, idea. I like Joe's idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's Some what they said. up. They crazy say that guy. Wait, he, the, the spirit of the boy stays there waiting to get revenge for his mother's death. Right, but... To it, anybody. It is basic. That's what they, It is Friday 50 Part 2, basically. As long as, as long as he's dead, because that's it, that's the only way it makes sense, because he can teleport, he can disappear, you know, all stuff. It's a supernatural killer. It's But also... The it can't be the little boy because you don't grow like thirty years in ten years. So and also, see the big sledgehammer man. He is very well fed because his second chin is ducking out from underneath his mask <laughs> yeah. the whole time. Every time they do that horrible low angle, so this big man can't be the boy whose skull is there. It just doesn't make sense. And why is there a skull here? Harry Potter, the boy whose skull is there. <laughs> <laughs> I just where are the rest of the bones? That's what I want to know. It doesn't make any sense. It, no, it doesn't make any sense. I've thought about it and thought about it. I've watched this movie four times, and I've tried to find things. Four it, times, it Ryan? My theory is that the, I don't what know if the boy died habit. in the closet. I know what the killer is a fucking ghost. I know that. It's the same clothes. He disappears, reappears. He uses magic to open the doors and shit later on when Joni's running. Um, but 
I don't know if the boy died in the closet or if the boy was killed by the killer. Maybe whoever walked into the house and killed the parents also killed the boy, but that the boy's spirit lingers. But why would there just be a skull and some blood? The blood would be dried up and gone. What, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And that's part of the, for me, that's part of why I love shitty bad movies like this. It makes no fucking sense. I don't think what's more interesting is the idea that like it, without the backstory, I like the idea that there is a, a mortal mage who is haunting a home using his magic to like confuse people so he can strike. And because I mean, as we'll find out in a bit, you know, uh, the, uh, big, big hammer boy can, he can be damaged to a degree and he can be stabbed and he bleeds. But like, I I just like the idea that it's a wizard. (laughs) Can it just be a a wizard wizard stuck in purgatory? At this point, I think it can be anything you want. I think when, when there's a neptitude in a movie to this level where you have to fill in the gaps, you might as well, Hey, if you like the idea of him being a wizard, might as well. You stare into Sledgehammer and Sledgehammer <laughs> stares back. Can, can we can we um campaign Scream Factory to do a re-release of this film? Like oh, yeah, a four K upscale, but we oh. get him to change the name to the boy well, whose skull was there. Was there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll do it in this video, but yeah, I, I another boutique label put this out a couple years ago. Um, so it wouldn't be totally unheard of. This movie has a lot more fans than I realized. Did they remaster it? I don't think so. I think there's some special features on there, interviews and shit, though. I'd like to see those. Did some move? answers. Did they Lucas yeah, the film? Yeah, that's what I mean. I want to know what the I want to know they what they were trying the to go for. They replaced the sledgehammer with walkie-talkies. <laughs> 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 All right, so so little John turns around after finding the skull in the closet, and there's a table with the mom and the dad from the beginning of the movie. Or sorry, the mom and her lover, lover, the woman and the lover, and the lover's holding a, a newspaper clipping that says like "woman and lover." found dead boy not found uh and there's also a star on the wall in blood (laughs) and i think what happened was they said does anyone know how to make a pentagram and someone said oh i do and they didn't and they accidentally made a star that's the only reason that there'd be a star on the wall it's upside down and it's a little squished yeah (laughs) and then uh, detective john over here figures out it's the boy that's doing all this and he looks over and there is the tall sledgehammer man just smiling like a goober in the closet. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest. I, I like the mask. I like I like the, the doopy face. It's so I, doopy. As much as that shot is awkward when uh, Jimmy and Carol are having sex and we just see him, we hard cut to him like looking through the door with the peak. It's 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 not it's scary. It's unsettling. It's, it's it yeah. It's unsettling. Like that's yeah. the way to describe it's it. Uncanny. Occasionally, he looks like Salvador Dali. Yeah, <laughs> yes. in a weird way. I, yeah, yeah he does. And he's unsettling. Um. So <laughs> yeah. then there's a good slow motion fight between Sledgehammer Man and uh, Little John. But he and brought I was a really... knife to a hammer fight. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I was really hoping that we'd see another because at this point I think we've only seen two Sledgehammer kills. Jimmy and the guy at the beginning. The lover. Oh yeah. The lover. So we've seen oh, which two. we didn't even talk about that sequence of shots where you see the lover and from behind a sledgehammer come <laughs> come up and hit him and then cut to the flimsiest dummy. Yep. Yeah. Wings come out. Yes. Yeah. And the hammer hits him and from the we see the shot from the back of the head and mm-hmm. it just is like boing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like a little shiny. He's not filled with any of that pesky blood. No, nope, not anymore. <laughs> Got rid of that for him. It was mostly it just gets skull. in the way. Yeah. Yeah. I had um, my head blood drained out uh, just last week. <laughs> you thinking more clearly now? 
So uh so let's see, little John gets he gets a stab in on uh on the sledgehammer man and they both go down and little John's been so the sledgehammer man was fighting dirty because he like need him in the groin and then like need him in the forehead and <laughs> little John's allowed to get out now, but then he's walking real he's walking real slow, like something happened. He's not feeling good because he got hit in the nards, like Wolfman in um Monster, Monster Squad. Little John walks out into the cramped hallway. That's where the, the three remaining people are. Little John keels over, and he's got the knife in his back now. Yeah, I know that What was a coming. turn of events. <laughs> um, and then Chuck doesn't have time to mourn because he's got blood in his eyes. He's ready to go, so he grabs the knife. But then the what's the other one's name? She, like, intercepts Jeremy? the knife. Yeah, she, like, smacks it out of his hand and then grabs it off the ground to go kill the sledgehammer man. And like, she runs in with no plan whatsoever and she gets teleported inside the room in a different teleportation, uh, effect from earlier. Cause now there's like a flash of red and she's inside the room now. Uh, which again, I don't know why the door was probably open, uh, in the first place, which means that the sledgehammer man shut the door to teleport her inside. We get in the room. So Chuck is just going ape shit on this door, which someone is clearly so, oh much, small, yeah. so oh much smaller than him uh, is on the other side trying to keep it close. Well, and that like, so does that fuel the purgatory idea that whatever happens on the outside of the door, it doesn't matter. Like we see the door opening like a clear foot. Yeah. Yes. And it's pitch black in there. Yeah. You, like if, if he knocks that off, it's just, it's just darkness. It's a void. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, Tyler, I'm saying this is the shit that I like. I love this. He goes through and he's just on the other side of the door again. It's all starts. Yes. It's like it's the, purgatory. It's like in Beetlejuice when they open that door and there's a sandworm. Yes. yes. It's like that. Yes. Yes. And I can tell you this: um, the director did not get his uh, security deposit. Your security deposit back. Yeah. No. No, no chance. Because when they, when they do the, the the reverse shot when he's in, you see that there's a lot more damage on the outside of the door and no shots. There's like yeah. blood yeah. on there. So mm-hmm. I don't know how many times they, they fucking clobbered that door before they got the shots they wanted. But It reminded me of the scene in American Movie where they didn't score yeah. the um, cabinet oh, properly. Or, yeah, cabinet door. Oh, they throw that dude. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I tried to put your head through <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. He starts punching it. <laughs> knuckles have skin hanging off him. So Chuck finally gets through the door. He obliterates the door. Damn near knocks it off its hinges. And the little boy is just stabbing away. Yeah. Um. At, at the dead girl, just stabbing away. And I like that Chuck, oh, <laughs> he approaches the kid and tries to grab the knife from the sharp side <laughs> yeah. and gets mad that it cut him. And the, and the kid <laughs> looks like he's laughing. It's either the mask oh, or the kid. It's but, both. Well, yeah, he's just having a good Chuck, time. Chuck, like, goes to, like, threaten the kid who's laughing. And then the kid just <laughs> slaps him like Ric Flair <laughs> so hard <laughs> in the side of the head. It's my oh, favorite man. part of the whole movie. Yeah, that's and, and, this, and this is this is when Sledgehammer had the opportunity to redeem itself completely by punching yes. that kid in the face and just. <laughs> but 
they fucking copped out. They couldn't just yeah. let I, let me have even if the kid dissolves after he hits the ground. Let me see that punch connect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the kid yeah. is the kid. It, well, it, he can't do it. It hurts him. The kid is like an unkillable NBC yes. in a movie be, or in a in a video game because you can yeah. never kill the kid. The the kid's tired of this shit and he gets big and he's like, it's time to just end this. Yep, his head transforms into the big guy's ass. <laughs> he says, he says, Shazam. <laughs> He turns into an obnoxious TV actor. That's right. (laughs) And Chuck throws Joni out and shuts the door. He's going to take this fight. And then yet another opportunity to kill someone with a sledgehammer. And Sledgehammer Man just picks him up and bashes him against the wall. Okay, but hold on. Go back. I am sick and tired of fucking horror movies doing this shit. I got on Stay Alive for it. I'm going to do it again. (laughs) What is the fucking purpose when you both are laying right next to the door? Get up and get out. Don't. What the fuck is this idea? No human in their right fucking mind. If that was a normal guy, he would shove Joni out the door, even if it meant that she fell down again and he stepped on her skull to leave. No fucking man is going to shut the door with him in the room with a fucking murderer. God fucking damn it. And stay alive. He shoves that woman in the tomb, shuts the door, and then holds the fucking rose out and wastes it on the fucking carriage. I'm off my soapbox. It would have been so much better if they did what I said, and then as soon as Chuck's outside the door and shuts it, he teleports back in. Yeah. Yes. Boom. Oh, that'd be good. Tra- or, and they're like trying that. to get out, oh, and they just can, they just end up coming back inside. <laughs> they can't get out. Also, now I'm kind of picturing the sledgehammer being sentient and floating around, and the big boy talks to it. I like the idea that it flies. <laughs> <laughs> like Yondu. <Yeah. laughs> He's just whistling but to a it. Sledgehammer. And there's your sequel. Oh. <laughs> now that he's killed people, uh, Sledgehammer Ghost gets to go around, and that's his yeah. little buddy. Hang out with him. It's a buddy comedy. Yeah. I need souls. I like that. <laughs> Lots of them. Lots. <laughs> but then he has to stop real quick to piss on a tree. I'm going to bring it home. I'm going to bring it home. Red attack style. Here we go. Because <clears throat> here's where the action starts, baby. It's sledgehammer. It's and starting at an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> so we have a shot of the hallway, and we ha- we see Sledgehammer Man walking toward us down the hallway. His head is practically scraping the ceiling because the actor is so freakishly tall, and the apartment is so small. It's a 25-second like shot of him strutting. And on top of that, not only is it in slow motion, but the actor is also purposely trying to walk slow. You can see... Certain steps, he's like, well, you know, he's he's paying attention to how slow he walks. It's fucking excruciating. Um, Joni runs out. She finds Joey. Once again, the body that is used, this is like the fourth time that they've used this corpse. This time, Joey is hanging dead by the knife in his, in his neck. And as Nick pointed out earlier, it probably would not be strong enough to hold all of that. But in the world of Sledgehammer, man, you know, it's fine. Um, Joni does a long slow motion scream. As Sledgehammer likes to do. Uh, the killer finally gets up to her. Uh, she runs upstairs. She runs into a room. And <laughs> in bedsheets being a common theme throughout Sledgehammer, she grabs a bedsheet and ties a knot with one end, then goes to the closet. Mm-hmm. to. Oh, so in my mind, she was going to uh, create some sort of uh, repelling device, uh, Rapunzel style, that she could crawl <laughs> out the window, which there is a window, but it's got a, uh, like a, a curtain of some sort. It's got like a bath yeah, towel it's on it. Yeah, awkward, weird thing. So a part of me wonders if there even is a window there. They just hung that to give. Oh, I bet there's a window there, but it was probably noon. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> well, want the sunlight to get in. Yeah, they were there shooting real quick on uh, the director's lunch break. And so, it, but then <laughs> and, and it shows her starting to take the other end to the, the, the closet. Then uh, we cut away. 
and the killer finally gets to the room and close up shot on it. 30 minutes later. Yeah. One hour, <laughs> one hour and 22 minutes later, he gets to the room. He, we, it's a close up shot on his hand on the doorknob again, slow motion, puts the, pushes it open just a little bit, then takes his hand off of it, which makes you believe like, well, I guess he's not going in after all. Uh, but no, he, he does. We, we could back into the room where Joni is and he walks in. <laughs> But where the well, fuck maybe, is Joni? Maybe he just got bit by a spider on the doorknob. Well, I was going to say, is, <laughs> there, is there any chance that there's a small tale being told here about a young boy who constantly, accidentally wants something to drink, needs something to eat, walks in on mom having sex with her affair <laughs> partner, and well, like he always stops to think before he opens the door? It, there could be something there. I mean, oh. it, yeah, the evidence maybe in the movie would hold weight. I don't think the director... It's, I am just really trying to make up for Demon's Rook, guys. <laughs> I embarrassed myself a lot. Did you find the second sledgehammer in this movie, Tyler? Did you find the ninth demon? I did. It's <laughs> a real tall guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so where the fuck am I? All right, yeah, so uh, sledgehammer boy comes walking into the Who room. Knows? But where's Joni? Fuck you. Joni comes running up off screen somehow. I don't know where she was hiding in slow motion. I really like this though. She hits the, him in the back of the knees, like right in the back of his, behind yep. his knees. He falls to his knees. She's got a baseball bat, by the way. Then she starts beating the living shit out of him in slow motion. She gives him five hits, just one after the other. Um, and then, you know, he's down. He's kind of knocked out real quickly. She attempts to open that curtain thing. I don't know if it's glued to the wall. She doesn't even attempt. She goes to it and turns around yeah. and sees him getting up. Yeah, and of course, uh, Hammerman is is getting up. But uh, Joni is now 100% in fight mode, and she, without hesitation, kicks Hammerman right in the balls. Just boom, right in the old nutsack. <laughs> he falls down. Then... Uh, do ghosts have balls? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's in most accounts, like in the 18th, 19th century hauntings. Yep. The giant balls. That ghosts have balls. Yeah. Works well, okay. ectoplasm is ejaculate. Yeah, yeah, it's all slimy. It gets like cold <laughs> in the area. Yeah. yeah. Don't you remember in Thirteen Ghosts that all the ghosts died because of like uh, extreme BDSM stuff? Mm -hmm. and, and they just had <laughs> their tits out and their assholes open oh, yeah. and their dicks out. Yeah, yeah their balls got stuffed right. on to death. Yep. And Monk just kept screaming about how <laughs> filthy everything was. Uh, well, yeah, the balls are the only things you can see because they're always blue. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, let's see here. Uh, Joni, uh, Joni runs. Okay, uh, kicks killer in balls. All right, Joni runs. She's running down the hallway. She runs down the hallway. She tries all the doors. There's 15 doors, and it's like it's like a fun house. She tries every door. They're all locked. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Gorshin and from Batman is behind each door laughing. They have all got question marks. <laughs> <laughs> so the kill, then the killer, killer hammer boy walks out of the room. Joni is now in a new room. She's just running room to room. Instead of getting the fuck out of the house, she's just running room to room. Exactly. She goes into a new room, uh, and there's an extension cord. And Joni, we didn't realize this, is like Mr. Wizard. She's incredible when it comes. She, she's like MacGyver. She grabs this fucking extension cord, <laughs> ties it around the doorknob, plugs it in, has a hard time plugging it in. We, we linger on the shot of her trying to plug in the cord for a good 10 mm -hmm. seconds. Then we get this like point of view shot of Sledgehammer Man walking down the stairs, intercut with her fucking around with this extension cord. And again, in sledgehammer fashion, it is long and excruciating. And it's like, God, just get to the fucking thing. And then uh, he gets to the door and he puts his hand on the doorknob and lo and behold, he starts to begin. <laughs> he starts to get electrocuted because whatever she did by tying that extension cord to the doorknob, but she's also holding the extension cord as it's happening. 
So she's, I guess she was grounded or something. Um, well, <laughs> and so are we apparently ghosts are conductive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, if a baseball back and hit them, is the sledgehammer yeah. a ghost too? The sledgehammer. It's kind of, it dissolves. It, it disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It does dissolve. Okay. Um, it's one of his accessories. Yeah. Uh, Boy, this was real silly. So he, gets like, like he makes that. his hand bleed and all this stuff, which is you know, he's a ghost, but he when bleeds. Did, uh, when did Nightmare on Elm Street come out? 84. Uh, 84. Okay, so did this predate this predates that? It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm say that, uh, the date at the end of the movie is 84, but yeah. it was shot in 84. Yeah, it's got a copyright of 84 at the end, so I don't know if that was... Uh, fuck me, where are we at? I love it. turns into a new uh, room extension cord. Uh, yes, he's getting electrocuted. She's in the kitchen. Yeah, he gets electrocuted. Yeah. Um, but uh, she runs out. She runs to the kitchen. We find out Sledge is still alive, and he's angry. He's frustrated, and he takes it out on the lone TV in the house, smashes this TV. <laughs> it's a nice little explosion, you know, real sledgehammer right into the fucking thing. Um, and Jody's in the kitchen. <laughs> Jody tears through every cupboard, every drawer, looking for a what is she looking for? Because why would you look anywhere but the drawers? I don't know, maybe they got a gun in here somewhere. But she doesn't even take her own advice and just fucking leave. Like, yeah. Uh, then she runs Ryan away. Die? Oh, did we lose him? A terrible. Oh Are we in purgatory? Oh, we lost you for a second. Oh, oh <laughs> shit me on my butt. What? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sweaty right now. It's so hot. Uh, uh, she's in she the kitchen. Butcher knife. Yeah, she gets the butcher okay. knife, sl- slashes him. So she grabs yeah. the cleave, sh- you know, puts it right in the fucker's uh, clavicle. It doesn't phase him because he's a ghost. Um, he pulls it out. Whereas a nut shot would. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, ghosts can feel nut <laughs> Be shots. consistent here. Okay, so now this is when she attempts to, she does this really shitty half-ass. They didn't even try to choreograph it. There was, like, no energy. She slips right by. Like, he's standing in the doorway, and he's a fucking Andre the Giant in the doorway, <laughs> and she's still able to ha- slip by him out the door, and he kind of half-assed, uh, tries to grab at her, and then it's like, eh, whatever. It's 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 garbage. It made me laugh. Um, but I will say that the leg sweep is delicious. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, okay. Which reminds me, there's an early part in the movie, and we didn't hit on it, I don't know, but when um, John, th- one of my favorite things in the movie, when John throws the sledgehammer in frustration, it bounces back uh, and hits. Yep. The, it's like a blooper. I watched it like seven times. It's so good. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, the ki- so he gets by the killer. She goes, she's going to run into the same fucking room that she had just been in. Uh, with with uh-huh. the with the rope uh, and all that, so she's like, "Fuck it, I guess I'm just gonna go in this room again, knowing full well that there's no escape." But before she can, Sledgehammer Man uses his powers to <laughs> slam the door before she can get in there. Then he swings, he gets up to her, he swings the sledgehammer, misses her by 15 miles, but she still goes, whoops. And <laughs> oh, I thought it, I thought it looked good. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's, and we think she's gonna die. Sledgehammer man's getting ready to, you know, deliver his final blow. And then boom, hero moment. Here comes Chuck without a shirt. Uh, he lost his shirt. Got beat up last. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna pop your top off. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some sweet and low. Uh, he, he shows up without his shirt, and uh, there's a battle. There's a fight. He and a Sledgehammer Man go at it. Um, he does this. I, I searched Google to see if there was a term for this. He does that thing where you clasp, yeah, both your hands. Like you're an old-timey, like, um, mayoral candidate. Yes. Like, oh. <laughs> I've, 
Go watch any MMA or UFC fight. All the power comes from putting both your hands yeah. together and then just launching your upper torso at somebody. Yeah, that's the Mayweather fight. I, that's how that got won. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So and that's what Chuck does. And he just starts pummeling Sledgehammer Man. And we do get what I thought for this movie anyway was an interesting shot. We see the point of view of Sledgehammer Man as uh, Chuck is beating his ass, but we're seeing his oh point of view God. through his mask. Uh, mask, similar to Halloween, because yeah. you've got the eye holes. Yeah, and they choreograph his point of view with the hits. So Chuck hits him, and you see, you know, it's whoa, his head bobbles to the left. Chuck hits him, whoa, his head bobbles to the right. Mm -hmm. Which I wasn't expecting out of Sledgehammer. I wasn't expecting anything that you know dynamic i guess to come out of yeah. i thought he was gonna poke him in the eyes like the stooges Boink, yeah. right there <laughs> and i don't think the director was expecting them to break his bedroom door no, uh, no <laughs> probably not <laughs> um all right so pummels uh kill the killer yeah they they battle pretty hard and then um he gets a hold chuck gets a hold of the sledgehammer and again we get um another shot of the point of view shot now it's just with the sledgehammer so chuck's you know, hitting him in the face with a sledgehammer. His head is going to and fro. And these are the final blows that uh, presumably kill the sledgehammer man. He falls to the ground. He, he is coated in blood. A lot of blood. Yeah. They used <laughs> all the blood in their budget was used. You know, they, they spattered a few here and there throughout the movie, but all of their blood budget went here. And he just looked there. The ghost had more blood. The <laughs> ghost had more blood than the lover at the beginning yeah, of the oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're almost done. We're almost done. All right. So yeah, get, get us to the end. Killers, we still got to review this. The killer's basically dead at this point. He's he's covered in blood. He's he slowly stops breathing, and uh, Chuck and a hammer a hammer to the face is one weakness. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, he, he brings his kryptonite with him. <laughs> you are a worthy adversary. You figured out. That's all he was asking. Is he's just can you kill me, please? Can you kill me, please? Um, so Chuck and uh, Joni and Chuck go out the door, and no sooner do they get right out of the door, it's it's morning now. What Chuck will always want, and don't leave until dawn. He goes out side the camera tilts up and we see in the window ghost boy is staring at them he's now a little boy again and he's just staring at them out the window and then uh credits i gave some highlights one the credits change very change speed throughout the credits um mm -hmm. here's some little jokes here's some little jokes that are thrown in during the credits uh special effects done by blood and guts that's uh, in the that's in that was a company name that's also it's in, in the, the beginning too the opening credits too yeah yeah, and then in that interview uh, that I found of the the actor who played the killer, he said that was a goof. He's like, there was the, we just did that, so there was no uh, effects. They just thought it was funny to say blood and guts. Wardrobe assistant was by David Fuxit, spelled F U C H S I T. Oh. Choreography done by I C Nun, uh, spelled K N U N. Location manager was Mike Hunt. Hey. Uh, where, where was this comedian when the script was getting written? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, there are multiple secretaries. One of them was named Jack Meoff. <laughs> and uh, wow. finally, special sound effects by IP Freely. So, hey, classic. There you go. That's, That's, the movie. That's our story. Woo! Oh, hey, I found a behind-the-scenes picture of Carol and Jimmy together. Oh, look at that. And they're still together today. All right, here we go. Uh, our ratings from... And here we go, our ratings from Malevolent <laughs> to Benevolent. Um, I'll start with you, Nick. I'm gonna go medium, uh, medium malevolent. malevolent. <laughs> uh, it's it was mostly mostly a slog for me. Uh, there's some stuff in there that you know, 
uh, liked, I guess. Uh, I, I think I just more or less like the campiness of it and the the weirdness of 80% of the movie being in slow motion. Uh, there's just something weird about that. Like, that's a perfect storm of its time and the technology of its time and the weird stuff. Uh, I like that atmosphere. I like how uh, sleazy everyone looks. Uh <laughs> And I like the idea of, you know, a bunch of bodybuilder dads going on a camping trip together and, like, having a food fight and doing weird shit like that. Uh, but beyond that, I'm I'm puzzled, I'm frustrated, I am angry, uh, <laughs> and there wasn't really, you know, too much groundbreaking stuff I can, I can think of. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... Uh, Pretty in the middle of malevolent territory, but I'm not leaving. Uh, let's go with Joe. Oh, all right. So uh, <laughs> I I did not have a good time watching this at all. I you thought, don't say, Joe. No, I thought it was Joe not liking movies. Joe hates movies. I, I'm surprised you made it through this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a boring watch. This is a, an extremely boring watch. Uh, basically. <laughs> This really has nothing going for it. The only points I'll give it at all is just that they're, it's obviously an extremely low-budget movie made with nothing. But, I mean, other than that, everything about it was terrible, so I'm going hard malevolent. Who's, oh, who's next, Joe? I'll go for Zach, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I have to also go malevolent. I didn't. There was not enough sledgehammer kills uh, in a movie that prides itself on someone being yeah. part of or existing within the sledgehammer. Uh, there Ooh, were I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. That's Technic- interesting. Right, we gotta write that down. Yeah, write that down quick for sledgehammer too. Uh, <laughs> I only counted three kills, and that's including the TV. Three sledgehammer kills. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, it's there's like a campiness to it that is fun. Like what Nick said. Like there's some goofiness. It's stupid. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why they started a food fight, but it's funny and it's entertaining briefly. Uh, but I was like. My ADD, I was trying to get the hell out of there whenever they went into slow motion for another eight to ten you minutes. Were, you and, were standing on your front porch with your door open looking <laughs> inside, just like, wait, can I get out of here? <laughs> I, I, I literally had to watch this in two parts. I watched the first half uh, earlier this morning, and then the second half, like, three hours later, because I had to recharge. Um, it's, I'm, it's malevolent, but, like... It's not that I wouldn't put this on again while doing nothing. Like if I was like doing something else and I was like, oh, fuck, Sledgehammer is happens to be right where I am <laughs> pointing at the remote right now, then yeah, I would watch it. But I will think of this movie every time I do construction or demolition the rest of my life. <laughs> All right. Trevor, hit us. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with a sledgehammer. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a malevolent movie um there are things in it that i really liked um i had to step out i had to go to the bathroom during part of this uh discussion i think it was during the time or during the scene that i that i really liked the shot that i really liked was when the camera was like his pov in the hallway and she's trying to run away the way she's trying to run away is very silly and she's just slipping (laughs) over herself but there's something very creepy about how small the hallway is, how high up the camera is, you can't really see anything, and the end of the hall just kind of goes into darkness, and that is this kind of like weird aesthetic that this movie has 
that at first just seemed lazy and just like, well, not even lazy, but just we don't have a budget. We have to shoot this in an apartment. But it ended up kind of working. Um, I really like, I, I never thought that I would like a bland apartment shot with a weird, uh, like, uh, uh, very fuzzy video, but it worked. It, it, it worked because it didn't make any sense. It worked because it was this weird mishmash of, oh, they're like adults, but they're teens, and they're always drinking an endless supply of beer and food, <laughs> and they're all, they're just always doing the same thing. It's always, they're just slopping all over each other. <laughs> but there's also 30-second establishing shots, and there's the whole scene of the two of them walking in slow motion and nothing really happens, and the dialogue and acting is bad, and there's not enough sledgehammer kills. <laughs> I would love to see a cut of this movie that's like 60 minutes. Yeah, like... I, I legitimately thought halfway through, I could probably you could do this, this at, at two times speed and be perfectly caught up. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, so yeah, uh, to make a long story short, uh, malevolent. It's not, uh, not the worst one. I, I would probably put this on again. Um, but yeah, malevolent. So, uh, who's, who's left then? Would it be Tyler? Uh, me and Ryan. Yeah. Let's do you and finish with Ryan. Um, yeah. So, uh, the critical consensus is malevolent. I agree. Um, I think the three movies for the hunt for bad October so far, um, doll factory demons work in this. I think they all qualify as, you know what? Watch it ahead of time and then watch it with some friends. Yeah. Um, do do your due diligence, get some goofs in, and then get your buddies together and enjoy enjoy a good romp. Um, but don't yeah. don't go in expecting something that it isn't. It's not it's not gonna knock your socks off, and it's also not gonna be so bad that you're laughing your ass off the whole time. It it requires some effort. And so Steal our jokes if you have to. Just do Hobbit bits and Goonies bits. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I think Sledgehammer is worth it. It is. I, I, I in the actual scoring that we'll do in the wrap up of the Hunt for Bad October series, um, I think you'll be surprised by some of the areas that Sledgehammer excelled in. Um, it, it did very well in some areas that that I don't think most people would expect. Um, but make a lot of sense for at, for people who have viewed it. It's it's not the worst movie ever. It just isn't, mm. and it's it, it 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 has the potential to be fun. But that's the thing. If we could go back and tell the director, hey, we can make this movie worse but better, you know, hey, maybe he would have listened. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I enjoy the purgatory bit. I enjoy uh, the boy whose skull was there bit. I'm liking the jokes, and I that you know what I I came for a sledgehammer, but I stayed for the goofs. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, soft malevolent, soft malevolent. I'm kind you know I'm closer to the middle of the line than I am medium rare, but um you know hey I'm having a good time. Well, good. All right, well that just leaves me. Oh, uh, how do I fucking give this a rating? It's like I I thought about this earlier today. Or how if how I, how big is your throbber? Yeah. I, I really hard. Pretty big. I fucking love Sledgehammer. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> I but I don't love it as a movie. I it's not a real movie. An experience. If you go in, yeah, if you go in expecting what you would get from a movie, you're gonna be you're gonna hate it. You're gonna be bored. You're gonna think it's dumb. You're not gonna see the charm in it. And maybe you won't see the charm in it even if you're looking for a bad movie. But for me, it hits all the, the points I want when it comes to an exceptional bad movie where it goes into places where I don't understand what's happening. 
I don't understand the filmmaking choices. And, you know, sometimes it can just be a few seconds, like those establishing shots go into this absurdist amount of time where I'm not sure if they're fucking with you at this point. And I don't think they were a sledgehammer. I think it was just ineptitude. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, like some of my favorite bad movies of all time, Howling New Moon Rising and and um, like Jacko, I've said a million times on here. Um, these are, like Tyler said, these are, I would would have loved Sledgehammer even more had I been watching it with you guys in person or or my old horror movie club. We would have loved every bit of every bit of it. But I don't know. I mean, it's a terrible movie. It's a fucking piece of shit. It's not a good movie. You know what I mean? I can't say it's a good movie. So if you go in, if you're Joe Buckley going in expecting to see a movie like you did, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's, you're going to hate three it. Three thumbs down. It's not good. But if you if you are of a certain mindset and you're looking for a bad movie yeah, that maybe has just, like really just, just weird fucking shit that... That Joe has to take performance enhancing drugs in order yeah, to have a good time watching this. Yeah, he, he made a high <laughs> joke, uh, Ryan. Oh, did he? I'm so glad he's so far away when I, I'm not <laughs> headphones. <laughs> Hundreds uh, of miles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm gonna see. <laughs> sounds like it. Uh, um, but so it's like I, I'm gonna have to fucking uh, say benevolent. Um, but again, with like I said, with un- the understanding that this is not a a good movie the other two movies yes go watch those as movies you may not like them but they they are they're movies they're legit they're trying to entertain you this is some fucking other it feels like it came from a total alien it doesn't feel real these human beings like don't feel like real people it just it's 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 this weird little corner of the world where this little movie was made and existed and i didn't know about it for centuries and now here it is um, Ryan found Stonehenge too. Yeah, I, I, something I know I will watch again and again like an when AI. I need a, a quick laugh. I mean, I watch whole the whole movie, just little bits. The kid goes slapping the guy in the face, just little bits like that. <laughs> to me, are absolute gold. And uh, so I gotta say, benevolent only if you're looking for something that is just ridiculously bad. But as a real movie, no, I mean, come on, sledgehammer, Zach. Are, are you ready to de- to debut your pick oh. for the hunt for Bad October? Oh, I'm excited. I watched a lot of Bad Bug movies this week, guys. Uh, and I don't know if this is the best one, but this one's the closest to my category, which was I had Bugs and I had High School Horror. Now, finding the two of those together, very difficult. So I just went with School Horror. And I think that's fair. I, I ended up in college uh, with... <laughs> 2000. I went to high school. I ended up in college. <laughs> I ended up uh, with 2005's Insecticidal. Oh, man. Uh, it is a doozy. It is not good. There's more CG bugs than I want, and I think it might be higher per, uh, budget than I was aiming for, but it had the best variety of bugs. Damn. And if you like boobs, and I know you fellows mm. like boobs, well, <laughs> then uh, you're going to like this movie. I can't believe you At found like an educational bug movie. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> it's a sex ed slash bug uh, film strip that they'd show you in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to learn all about the is. thorax. One of these pictures that Zach shared with us is <laughs> awfully pornographic looking. Well, there's nothing and wrong with wait that. Wait till you see the scene because it'll make it'll you will want to vomit. <laughs> It's Joe's like, how, how much, uh, how does the proboscis throb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, are we talking about like eggs here? We're laying eggs. Is this like an egg movie or? Uh... <laughs> you got eggs in this picture. 
so enjoy insecticidal. insecticidal. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing what you guys think about guys, it. Guys, we're over the hump, man. Yeah. Only two yeah. movies left. This is crazy. And now, is this movie uh, available on um, any of the streaming sites? I had to rent it, I believe, on Prime. I don't okay. remember if I rented it or if it was a Prime video a like freebie? included with Prime. I've, I've got a I don't copy. Remember. Joe was able to procure me one. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll uh, get into Plex. Oh, no, it's in, it's included with Prime, I think, uh, if you don't have Plex. All right. So if you're if you're listening, everybody, uh, Insecticidal is available to stream. It's out there. You may have to drop down a couple of bones, but, uh, you know. It's out there if you want to watch it before uh, we our episode. Insecticidal. Yeah. Watch yeah. along with us. Yeah, and then make sure you check out our other content. We got the man with no brain. We got uh, oh, uh, it's it's free with Prime. Sorry. Oh, okay, cool, nice. Cool, cool. But yeah, no, we got lots of other stuff coming up for you. So make sure you uh, hit the bell. Make sure uh, you that way because like if you don't hit the bell. YouTube will just say, hey, fuck you. You will. There is no way we're going to show you this content if you have not hit the bell. It's disappeared. It's gone into the ether. It's disappeared into the asshole of YouTube. My, <laughs> my grandma ether. <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah. It disappeared yeah. into her blouse. Go watch one of our things or listen to us. But uh, inside track here, I'm the only person who knows um, the scores <clears throat> thus far. Guys, it is a tight race. Mm. It is between the three films so far. It is a tight race, and I don't think any one of you would agree on you know the rate this or the top three places so far. I, well, I, Sledgehammer's just coming in number one. I I cannot say. Yeah, I'm oh, an yeah. independent sixth party. Yeah, who is also participating <laughs> in scoring. <laughs> well, sure, so. it's a little different. That's fine. All right, guys, two and a half hours. We did it again. We did. Hey. This is fun. Fine. We're not having a great time. <laughs> Our fans aren't. Well, <laughs> fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, Ryan and Brian, take us out. Hey, but once again, that was a fantastic episode of Malevolent <laughs> Movies Presents the Huntum for Bad October. Make sure that you, you stay tuned next week. Insecticidal's coming at you. It's going to be a lot of thoraxes, a lot of proboscis, a lot of fun. Ryan and Brian.